Look, I, I just, I just want to speak to the person who's in charge. I can't believe. You. What, what's your name again? Is it Captain Goodwin? Good Godwin? I don't know. I don't get. I ordered fifty bats, fifty bats, and two food cakes, and none of them have arrived. I just don't know. You, this is the worst fleet I've ever been in. This is the absolute appalling, appalling treatment. What are you drinking? Is that jizz? <laughs> and who are you? Who are you? Hmm? Can't you do something about this? Man? Where are my beavers? Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Adequate. Our ongoing mission to review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where very many other Star Trek-based YouTube shows have gone before. Welcome. It is Friday night. The end of days is currently outside. And it is another episode of Trekking Up North. I am your host as ever, Captain Goodwill. And joining me is the rather handsome, freshly shaved Geesian from the planet Honk. Science Officer <laughs> Sir Noise. And a very special guest this week, Treks and Trekkers, ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all various species, we do have Captain Joe Dove from Captain's Quadrant. Gentlemen, how are you this this apocalyptic Friday? Good, good. Ironically, we are also about to face an apocalyptic storm. We are slowly awaiting a very terrible uh, construct of two fronts that are just bombarding us severely. So we're we've got, seeing weather we've got the storm and the Tories in Britain. So that's practically the same. <laughs> Stories, <laughs> as they call them. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is bad out there at the moment. And um, if the stream does end, don't worry. I have died. Um, <laughs> put that on the bingo card Joe. Straight yeah. on, finally straight on the bingo card and then uh, the Geesian will have to take command of the adequate I have oh, no, had... don't die goodwill don't die I've, I have had we've no seen what end. happens when I'm in charge I have had this stream prepared for days I have had everything done and then suddenly in like the hour before we go live, everything started to flicker, started to go wrong, framing went out, scenes reverted to last week's for some strange reason, despite updating them. My pen, my prophecy pen, uh, just became... <laughs> what a does it say? Focus. Oh, Actually, <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> Actually, just fuck off. I like off. that a lot. That'd be good because you can just sit there yeah. with a pen while someone's talking to you and you're like... Oh yeah, yeah exactly. this, this is my work pen. This is my work right. pen. Um, yeah, it's so everything that that's why we're slightly late and there was a bit of a technical hiccup. But we are here, we are here. Um, but live and in person, baby. Live and in person, baby. <laughs> but the first, first and foremost, what I have to do is wish someone a very happy birthday. Oh, is it me. your birthday, Sonoys? No, <laughs> he doesn't have birthdays. When you oh, get to my oh. age, you just go, what, what? It's, uh, it's December again. Science Officer Sonoy celebrates hatchings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do buddings, like, uh, what's that guy on Deep Space Nine who just gets mentioned once? Where it's this guy <laughs> and he's had, like, 50 children or something. Are you the race from this week's episode of Lower Decks where you just touch people to, to procreate? Yeah, and then you just, procreate. I'm dying now, give me your cheek. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking talk about something about that, but um, yes, it's carry on. Carry on. Whose birthday is it? It is my father's birthday today. Oh wow! Father. 
happy birthday, birthday uh, Father Goodwill. Um, <laughs> who, who, um, yes. Uh, Is he in the chat? He will be in the chat, but he will be watching live. Uh, okay. so... Can I call him? Can I call him Daddy Goodwill? No, you may not. Uh, <laughs> Hello there, Daddy Goodwill. You guys, you guys already ruined any sort of relationship we could ever build based on the charity stream or what you got him to search on that. Which will not be. <laughs> see it. Did you? Were you there for that bit, Joe? I was there for a lot of the bits. I had a great. We did. We did quiplash. We did quiplash, and um, the the subject of pegging got brought up quite a lot. And then Google's parents were watching the stream, and they were like, "What's pegging? Let's Google it." And it's just like. It was well, at least not like my mom. That's like, oh, Joe, do you know what pegging is? She's telling me what it is. Like, ma, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's it, it's the only time I have ever screamed live on air, um, because I, I got a text from my mother saying, uh, "Dad's looking at it now," and I was like, "No, not now." <laughs> um, but but yes, it's uh, it is my father's birthday. He is Aww. sixty years old today. Aww. That's amazing. That's so, a good age. Great. Um, I would like to toast uh, and dedicate this week's episode to my father. Thank you for um, um, for birthing me. an empty glass. Yeah. Well, not birthing, yeah. but thank you for me. Yeah, for being um, a part of it. However, yeah, you the, the hand of the cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Thank, thank you for uh, allowing this person to be conceived to annoy um, everyone in Star Trek. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for not putting me back in, Father. Yes. Um, but happy birthday, Dad. Um, his name is Philip. If anyone wants to know, I can see the comments. I can see the comments saying, "Happy birthday, Goodwill's Dad! Congrats on discovering pegging." Amazing! That's amazing. Uh, hello to everyone in the chat. We've got hello Lee, who has just done an eight-hour marathon of the new Spider-Man game on the Nerdy Up North Twitch channel. So that's yeah, uh, I was I saw some of that. Yeah, yeah. in a one in a Spider-Man onesie. So that is going to be one. F- Hold on, I missed that. You did. There's no God. There's clips, don't worry. We've saved clips. There'll be clips. clips. Uh, Speaking of other daddies. The the lovely Canadian, um, well, not Canadian, uh, nice French French person from nice France, as opposed to shit Canada. Uh, Damon (laughs) is in the chat. Hi, Damon. Hey, what's Um, up, Damon? Good buddy. uh, Like I said, we've got Christopher Reed. We've got the lovely Beth in the chat. We do have a bit of nerdy North Paul somewhere lurking, as he always does. But (laughs) there is another birthday this weekend that we need to be celebrating. Whose might that be, Joe? Who? 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 It's mine. (laughs) Hey! Yes. Yes. This Sunday. So what made you decide to get older? Um, The natural weight of space and time. Oh, okay. Are you just walking closer to rocks? Is that yeah. Have yeah, you thought about walking backwards? That might help. <laughs> um, I wanted to spin the other way around the planet, but apparently they won't let us. Oh, no, Superman, <laughs> Superman only does it once. And then, yeah, I, yeah. I always love that thing of, like, Superman, like, just has these abilities that he uses once, and it's like, that would it's like Doctor Who, where you just go, that would really help in this episode, but no, no, couldn't possibly do that again. And you're like, oh, sorry, okay. fixed point in time, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I only had that ability on that one day, sorry. Star Trek does the same. Why not slingshot around the shun? Shh. <laughs> Shut up, you we did that, that movie once. No, no, no. We didn't. That never happened. The one with the whales. What whales? Shut up. Um, <laughs> I, when I was rewatching Voyager, I was just like, hang on. How much stuff do they have in earlier seasons that they could use in later seasons? And they just don't. Or, it's just like, no, no. We'll find a different way of doing it. Or you could just go at warp 10 and just get the very handsome EMH to reverse all the sexy salamanders. Yeah. There's nothing like being a sexy salamander. I quite like uh, that. This is a bit of a tie back to that, where we have a, a weird yeah. 
pregnancy between crew members. Yeah, yeah. that's right. However, Joe does yes, have a rather rather tasty beverage to celebrate his birthday. What is it? Indeed, I have a bottle of Canard. Wow! Very excited to have. I I ran into these guys at uh, Star Trek SDLV, which is redundant. It's just SDLV. But uh, and I saw this bottle. I was like, "Oh, that's cool as hell! I want that." And I, you know, am employed, and I decided I will get that. So in honor of, uh, my <laughs> I love new- <laughs> the justification. I'm going to buy that because I'm employed and get paid money. Yeah, I have money, so I'm <laughs> like, I actually, I'm, I, I'm really jealous. I really want some of that. What does it taste like? Ooh, I'll tell you in a minute. Like- I'm opening okay, it for the okay, first okay. time. Yeah, I'm celebrating in, my birthday in. with my friends in England. Yeah. Oh, uh, zoom in if he starts dying. Good oh, Lord. it's not syrup though. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if he like? sent me like, like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at the bottom of the bottle and it just says IHOP. Literally just Angemima. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes the bottle is amazing and it comes with a nice um stopper and then you could switch it for they, they send it to you. Lee has just commented saying that looks like one sexual drink. It uh, does. It's yeah, next to yeah. Aldebron whiskey Lee uh in, in terms of <laughs> sexiness and Romulan ale. What does it so smell I, like? Com- yeah, it's well, it's Oh, it has a very nice aroma, very, very fragrant of uh, grapes of the north. Probably uh, a nice, uh, fervent, fervorous smell of fragrant, uh, happy trees from France. And <laughs> shit uh, Canada. Actually, the shit Canada. No, it's actually uh, Lodi in California. Oh, right. Okay, you're fine. That's what this is. Yeah, this is probably, probably my uh, my cousin had something to do with this, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's, but... it's now canon that France uh, will hereby forever be known as shit Canada. Shit Canada. And then uh, what's amazing is this actually came out of a the Star Trek glass, which mm-hmm. I replaced one that I broke, mm-hmm. came from a mystery box. So I was like, wow, that's amazing timing. So let's taste <laughs> to you. Yeah, let's taste it. Come on. Let's yep. uh, toast to your dad and we'll toast to my 42nd. There you go, Cheers. daddy. Mm. Oh, it's good. It's the the type of wine that doesn't give me heartburn. I like this. Really? Oh, oh I love that. How many yeah, lights can you see? Yeah, taste. So this What's is that? a STLV. Yeah. Yeah, this is STLV. I didn't get it at STLV. I have an unboxing on our channel, but I got it. I saw them at STLV. I got that card. Oh, right. Okay. And then when I got home, I decided, oh, I'm going to order that. And then, like, you know, life happens. And then finally, my <laughs> birthday. I was like, you know what I'm going to do for my birthday? I'm going to treat myself and buy treat myself. Yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. See, I was I was debating the merits of buying it at STLV next year, and then I realised no, because I'm probably going to be flying with British Airways, which will explode it all in a million pieces <laughs> within my suitcase. Um, I'm it's still not like o- you've had that experience. I'm before. still not over my Dorito Thai sweet chili chicken flavour <laughs> that just <laughs> just combusted. <laughs> Um, I, I think they probably opened the suitcase, took them out, stamped on them, and put them back in the suitcase. They're like, well, can't leave it undestroyed. You <laughs> you have not seen the claim I've made to British Airways. <laughs> oh, what, wow. what property has been damaged? One lock. Okay. One packet of party bag size Doritos Thai sweet chili. One party bag size of Cheetos extra crunchy. One party. <laughs> 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 it's just like. <laughs> 
I'm not going to get paid for this. <laughs> no. I, I love the idea that they're like, if you need additional sheets, please attach them here. And you're like, yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one bag. Of, you know. yeah. oh. One cart. So do you guys watch. not have the, the sweet chili? In, in, uh... No, no. Honestly, really? um, when, when I go into um, a Ralph's or a Walmart, it is like the scene from The Wizard of Oz where they see the Emerald City for the first time. And it's like, oh. Oh, 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 and you just link hands with the nearest person and start skipping down the chip aisle. Oh, um, there you go. And just like pouring the trolley in. Um, but, but yeah, so, hmm, Cardassian Kana. I may have to purchase that next year. Yeah, it's actually genuinely Googling it right now. I, I, like, I, I've never yeah, yeah. used something just, in my just life. Just don't let people know how much I paid for it. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's, not about, uh, let's not talk about that. Yeah, there's shipping involved, so. However, Captain Joe Dove does host a rather swanky YouTube show um, yes. that reviews Star Trek episodes. And my only question is, why um no <laughs> fun and i have the amazing co-host jason roy gaston who's quite Dude. funny humorous the and instagram his and tiktok uh sensation he's a tiktok icon he's got more followers than jesus so literally <laughs> what the jesus guy's only got well, like still living them. Jesus hasn't yeah. uploaded anything in 2,000 years, and I think that's just pure form. <laughs> right. He's um, got just on YouTube, last upload, like, sort of, well, 2,000 years <laughs> yeah. ago. But, you know, yeah. It's a slow burn. Should we have another game yeah. tomorrow? Last online, 2,000 BC. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh uh, no, <laughs> but, yeah, so you, you host a show with Jason Roy Gaston called Captain's Quadrant. Um, yes. Do you want to talk? Uh, for, for those who are new to trekking up yes, north, if talk you... us through it. Sure. Uh, we command all space and time to bring you the Captain's Quadrant with your host, Jason Roy Gaston from Texas, Joe Dove from the lovely, slightly outside of the New York City area, the Star Trekiest bastard. Across you'll ever find. the river. <laughs> Across the river. <laughs> and uh, we have one of the things that we love to do besides talk to you guys, and we bring up your chats in our show, but we love talking about, obviously, Star Trek. But we like to talk about the worst episodes of Star Trek and the thing that we call the Agony Booth. <laughs> and uh, we spin the wheel of agony to pick the show that we think is probably god-awful and shouldn't be seen again, but we will suffer through it together to ensure that we have a lot of fun every Thursday. And, of course, we do the standard current shows. We're also talking Lower Decks, as we spoke about Cave yesterday. And uh, we sometimes talk to people in section 31 and a half because we have questions. Uh, so that's the gist of our show. We have a lot of lights and fancy things that spin and bounce. And that's because of the good efforts of our, our co-founder, original uh, OG host, mm -hmm. who has moved on to the Jason Roy Gaston channel and back home to his pop culture spread, Jace. And that's our lovely show. As you can see, very colorful we love the colors, and we love talking Star Trek. So be sure to join us, have a lot of fun, and Where live long it? and prosper. Where is yeah, it? amazing. Where? And speaking of the Agony Booth uh, show, you were saying before we went that you think that this week's episode of Lower Decks is a candidate for the There Agony it is, Booth. our old, there yes, the old threads, yes. Sorry, indeed. It, was, it was next to all the Hawaiian shirts in mankind's history. <laughs> oh, nice. Are, are you planning on hit, hitting up Hawaii next? No, that's the ironic oh. part. Um, <laughs> I see, I, Joe, I did not realize this, that uh, the, oh, what's it called? The, um, the, the, the lab is in Hawaii. 
in Star Trek. The Daystrom interest. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. That totally passed me by in terms yeah, I, of like law, and I was like, right, because uh, as we talked about it, we were like, oh, I, th- I was like, oh, I thought that was in space, and I was like, no, yeah. that's the Daystrom space station. This but, is but a let's different. Let's be honest. It's like, Let, let's be honest. If yeah. if you've got an organization that goes, we need to build you a lab. Where would you like it? If you don't ask for Hawaii, are you really yeah. living your best life? If someone right. said to yeah. me, right, you, you've got this company, where would you like the HQ? I was just like, <laughs> Oahu. Yeah, it, it's literally like sort of going, oh, well, what do you need for your company? And you don't factor in pinball machines and arcade yeah. <laughs> arcade games. You're just going, well, you're doing street, it wrong. <laughs> I need that Street Fighter 2 fam, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need 50 <laughs> bottles of Kinar. And a bunch of these Kinar bottles. I'm going to fill mine up a little bit. Some more. I, I, I'm I really to... annoyed. I've literally got it, and you can't get it. it do, they don't deliver to the UK. Oh. So we is, might, oh. need, this going we might to need to case? order it to you, Joe, and then get you to send it to us. Oh, I, I, I love you guys. I'll do it. Oh, is this going to be a case of me in Las Vegas with a fuckload of bubble wrap in my not with how fucking BA treated your luggage I know you're not taking the canal <laughs> I don't, don't it's like PTSD now. you're just sitting on the plane being like I could have my I could have my headphones and my phone and stuff but no I just have the canal Eleven <laughs> luggage 11,000 miles I travelled and it got lost <laughs> in the last 300 from Heathrow to Newcastle wow they left all, it in the old castle. They, they, <laughs> um, they. That's why you guys should watch Captain Squad. No. <laughs> I'm still bitter See, about that. Jokes. Family. That's what we're missing. Good. <laughs> we do tell jokes just at our own expense, or Tories' expense, or England's expense, or France's expense. Um, While we're here, fuck the Tories. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Sanoy's. Uh, what? What? What is Sanoy's? I think Sanoi's the sanitized version of me. I think Sanoi's <laughs> Hot Twenty then stopped counting, uh, so even it he even he oh they're talking about my age. Oh no no Sanoi you can tell Sanoi's ages by the rings you have to cut them. <laughs> yeah, oh. any any man who wants to open me up and count the rings, you know you're more than welcome. But, but yes, we are here to that's review. literally my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. We're here to talk about Star Trek, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's my notes? Uh, <laughs> we no, are I, here. I, I, was, I was just saying before, though, that this is the episode that Joe was saying uh, might be a candidate for the agony booth. Yeah. I don't know if I agree. I enjoyed it. Last week's episode, I agree. Last week's episode, a few badges more, I would say was probably the. It was the, my least favorite of this season of Lower Decks. This one, mm. I thought, was more kind of like standard, and it's only dips a little because we're so used to the rest of the series being amazing yeah like the first six episodes were yeah fantastic. I, I think this is the we we said this about a few badges more where if this was the lull um then it's been a good season overall and then this one came and i'm like i, I sort of disagree <laughs> i disagree <laughs> i think this is a competent flashback episode to scenes mm. we have never seen before yeah, initially when i saw like, it everyone else is like it's a clip show and you're like oh god they're wasting well, time and was, then you're like oh but they're they're going they're doing a clip show but with clips that have never existed and you're like you're right it's it's a cunning subterfuge at first because when tendy says oh that time we were stuck in the elevator after i'd first joined the and i was like they're going to do the pilot episode they're going to do the flashbacks and then they they veered away from it for a large majority right. of the episode and i was like Okay, that's good. I think this is... I would call this an animation bottle episode where nothing really progresses. 
and it's about the core characters and they are trapped in this this is maybe shuttle pod one for lower decks Mm. That's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah I like where, that take. Yeah, yeah. where it just sense. focuses on the core dynamic, the core four. No one else is yeah. involved, and it, it well, people are involved, but it's about mm. their friendship. So right. Shax has one line. <laughs> yeah, you guys need help. <laughs> I'm here to save you. <laughs> oh, I only, I only peed once. Um, <laughs> but but that, that's the thing. It, it, do you reckon it's an active thing from the writers being like, hey, all of this series, because all the things I've praised this season on is being like, hey, we're going to learn more about the Orions. We're going to learn more about the Ferengi. We're going to learn more about this. Uh, you know, and it's kind of talking about other cultures, but not like it's said more about Talin than it has actually about the main four. So do you think this was an active thing of them being like, hey, we need to do an episode that's just the main four? I think, it's, well, I think I mean... it's the main four and then also exploring some of the lesser known, apart from Ta'ana, the lesser known characters that we have because we've had Delta Shift. We have had <laughs> um, Delta Shift. Levy. Delta Shift. <laughs> and we've had Levy. Uh, so it's sort of, it explores them a little bit and it rounds off the crew uh, a lot more, which, mm. is, which is why I like it. It's... Um, we we will get into this now as we review season four episode eight, caves. Now the first thing I'm going to mention is when we got the press pack from CBS. CBS liked to do you know a load of images and a nice description. This was just literally the crew explore a cave, <laughs> and I'm like okay okay. And I love that the first <laughs> thing we get is. When they all beam down, when they realise they're all on the same shift together and they're all exploring the cave, where it's just like, oh, it feels like a third of our adventures, our third of our missions are all caves, and I'm just like, is this a dig to Star Trek using planet hell? <laughs> is this a dig? Because, I I mean, I've been to planet hell, and yeah, fucking hell. Um, it's, yeah, I, I thought it was a nice dig at that. Certain dig pun. Oh, well, no, I, I think it is. It's it's the fact of it's it's a staple of Trek shows where they just go, oh look, we're in some caves and we found this thing. Like you know, DS Nine has it with the episode where Kira is, where where you think it's Kira and she's trapped in the rock with Odo and all of that lark and stuff. And then you have like so many in Voyager when they go down to planets. And obviously, like you're saying, the original series, it it is. It's a staple of Trek just to be like, what's the best set we can come up with cheaply? Oh, it's a cave. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a little, I've got a little fun fact about cave episodes. Are you ready for this? So, yeah. This is this is uh, from my awesome tour guide Assad at Paramount. Planet oh. Hell was shot on, uh, I believe it was stage eighteen. Mm. Now. That's obviously it's got a pit, and they can do like underground, and they can do you know two stage uh, planets and stuff like that. This was also used for movies that needed interior shots, but with cars going past. Now, they believed that it was cursed because whenever they did movies or in there with cars or everything, people felt felt funny, felt dizzy, felt sick, and they thought that mm. the stage was cursed until someone realised, hey guys, you are using um, cars to drive around this stage in an enclosed environment with really big exhaust pipes. Everyone was getting carbon monoxide poisoning within the stage. Oh, I... <laughs> So it wasn't <laughs> cursed. No they were killing themselves or yeah. unaliving themselves, as YouTube likes to say. Yeah. So the trick that they had to learn going forward is whenever you see a car and it's within the planet hell stage, they're all in neutral and they're just being pulled. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, I mean, 
air, I need air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does anyone else like? Yeah, I think it's one of these crazy things because obviously, like you know, I poo-poo religion and stuff a lot, but it's the idea of. I kind of wonder it'd be wonderful to go back to a time when everything is a mystery because we can kind of explain way too much nowadays. Like, like even Victorian days when they're like all these people are mysteriously dying. I wonder what could be happening, and it's like. They're, they're, they're touching electrical light switches with wet hands, you know? Yeah. But then everyone, no one has no any idea what it is. They're just it like, a ghost. Oh, all <laughs> the studios. She, she must be dead. And it's like, no, she, she's, you know, she's like ill. All the oh, studios I have been to, I have never met a more cursed and haunted studio than Paramount at Melrose. Every mm. Everywhere we went, he was like, and someone died there, and they believe that the ghost inhabits that to this very day. This is where Marlon Brando walked, and people think his ghost inhabits it to this very day. This Jeez. is where Lucille Ball imported cobbles from New York because she missed New York, and people believe that you can hear Lucille going, Ricky, to this yeah. very day. <laughs> Why did you have the Crypt Keeper as your fucking guide? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, like, are you sure they were official, or was it just a creepy bastard being like, Yes, where someone died. <laughs> if if you if anyone I, ever go ever goes to LA, I cannot recommend enough the Paramount Pictures tour because it is so goddamn personalized and so intimate. You mm. only get a handful of people on the tour, like three or four, and they are just so knowledgeable. But they they interact with you on like a person. That's because it's expensive basis. and nobody has enough money to go besides the tourists. <laughs> <so. laughs> so the <laughs> It's literally just you turn up and you're like pimp furs. <laughs> you don't get your money out of it. Captain Goodwill, baby. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled up in, Rick, He pulled up in a BMW. Get the golf cart. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, what was I going to say? No, it was it was a really really good uh, really good tour. But the one downside I did have with this, and I've said this a lot to people uh, to a lot of people, they do not exploit the fact that star trek was shot there for 35 uh, 57 oh, yeah. years yeah. a lot I, I think literally they mentioned um the voyage home with the with the tank the whales oh okay. uh, the, the tank the parking the lot that they use at the tank the one with the whales. yeah um, mm -hmm. and the kelvin verse that's it like was the kelvin verse a beer beer factory the beef, that was the Budweiser factory, but obviously... It was a Budweiser factory, bridge, yeah. Bridge yeah. sets and stuff were done on... Oh, the bridge um, set. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. But it's like you look at these stages, and in every stage, in every studio, they have plaques. So like uh, Warner mm. Brothers, it's like we've got the Big Bang Theory stage, mm. the Friends stage, and this is what else was filmed here. And then at Paramount, it's the same thing. They've got plaques. So it's like uh, this was filmed here, Star Trek Voyager was filmed here, but they don't mention it, and you're like... I, I, I wonder if it could be the same as like because it's not an active property like it's it's a Games Workshop doing yeah, a lot because obviously Games Workshop have Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer Fantasy uh, and basically they killed off Warhammer Fantasy and every time it comes up in conversation where they're like hey we need to talk about this big thing oh but we don't sell that anymore so here's the products we're trying to push where they'll kind of mention yeah. like Age of Sigmar and like you know Necromunda and stuff and just be like, oh, yeah, because we don't want to talk about the stuff where we're not actively making it or you can buy it. Like, you it's, know, you'd be like, hey, Voyager, of... we don't have that on box. Yeah, set. but, yeah. but yeah, it, I mean, let's not forget Picard was filmed there and in Santa Clara. Uh, mm. Obviously, every other bit of Star Trek is in Toronto. That's fine. But it sort of worried me a bit because it, it sort of made me think, is Paramount really in trouble? Now, we go on about merchandise a lot and why? 
are they not making like why is it uh titmouse who make uh lower decks producing the the merchandise for lower decks why is it not cbs paramount why is there not a lot of uh picard season three merchandise strange new world's merchandise well that's because all the merchandise is gobbled up by kid cuddy yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> For six hundred dollars, you could no. Um, but it's but going to the Paramount gift shop. They still had Top Gun Maverick merchandise, and that was it. Wow. Now wow. you go to Warner Brothers. Arguably, yes, Warner Brothers is bigger, same Universal, but Warner Brothers. It's just like. You like Warner Brothers, we have got Warner Brothers stuff. You like old Warner Brothers, we have got... Fucking Gilmore Girls had an entire aisle still. Um, you've got the Animaniacs, uh, classic Warner Brothers and stuff like that. Paramount, it was literally Top Gun or some Paramount t-shirts. And I'm like... That's shit. But you, That's weird. But you, would wow. think, but you would think, like, the properties that they have got, uh, including Star Trek, people would make a pilgrimage to visit yeah. and and i'm gonna be honest with you in our tour it was uh british people belgians germans and um one germans. from Cro- the germans and one from croatia who specifically wanted to visit paramount you know it was a pilgrimage mm. for them because they were classic film but they were they were film uh fans of the godfather they were fans of uh lucille the lucy show and mm. stuff like that and they and the fact that Paramount sort of don't take advantage of that in LA of all places, there yeah. is a tourist trap. It was very yeah. puzzling for me because I'd saved all my money to LA because I was like, I'm going to spend all my money on Star Trek stuff at Paramount. And then <laughs> I was like, uh, there's nothing and, and, and Joe hasn't even been to Paramount and he's the one with the fucking canal. <laughs> Just yeah. like, damn it. Yeah, uh, I, I did to. go to Paramount, but not for that reason. <laughs> I, they, have, they have a New York office right by my job, and they had the uh, when, when Picard season three was on, they had the big oh the huge um, billboards, yeah, yeah the the three D billboard. And the first time I went, there was like I didn't see it, and I was like, oh, what the hell, man? Uh, I was expecting to see this giant billboard. I didn't know how much they cost. You know, I don't yeah. advertise. <laughs> that was um. Now the, here is a challenge for you. What is the name of the ship that they put on the billboard? And it's not the Enterprise D. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a Voyager? No, no, it was it was a Galaxy oh. class because Jordan oh, yeah, no, used the... half of another ship. Right. Oh man. Syracuse. Oh, that, what's fitting because that's in New York. Yeah. So they what they did on the billboard, and I, I thought it was an awesome attention to detail. You had one seven zero one D on the saucer, and then on the the dorsal spar, the neck, it had USS Syracuse on it. And I'm like, that nice. is a great attention to detail to do that <laughs> on a building board in New York where no one cares. And you're just like, dude, I actually like that. That's that's. Wow! Wow! wow. Surprising, not, even not me who the was one... there and looking at it, going, finally, and then <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. see that. Either. While while it might be my against my religion to do this, should we discuss the episode? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but yes. Uh, so the the lower decks crew, all the Lieutenant JGs, beam down to this cave. Uh, Tendi and Rutherford are naturally excited because they want to scan the moss, as you do. Mariner is just sort of like nonchalant about the whole thing. Oh, it's another stupid cave. Boimler is like, oh, caves are quite relaxing and stuff. And then there is a tremor. 
They get well, hold on, hold on. Before then, we oh. get two amazing lines. We get, obviously, Mariner saying, I hate caves. But then we have Boimler saying, oh, this cave's nice. It's just the right level of moist, which is uh, just the right amount Only of Only you could note that down. Which is... <laughs> then what uh, notes did you take to noise? Oh! <laughs> I, I recall... I, one, one thing I will say about this. This whole season of Lodex, they have had some absolute zingers. They, they must have been stocking up on zingers for the whole, like, four seasons. What is your Just... favourite line so far? Because I know what it is. <laughs> that I use in real life. I've literally said this at work. I've said this at work and obviously realised that it made no sense. But it's the, you don't need to throw up in my mouth twice. <laughs> and i just i absolutely fucking love it he's not my favorite character by a long shot he sent me a video in the supermarket where there was an (laughs) offer for mushrooms and he was like you don't have to throw up in my mouth twice (laughs) that's it My, my mate ollie was with me and he was just like what and i'm just like it's a video <laughs> you don't quite get it, but you will one day. <laughs> That's it. But oh. your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I was thinking that. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, see, my favorite line is just "moopsie." So they, <laughs> so they get trapped in a cave in, and then Boimler immediately does a one eighty and just goes stupid caves. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the crew has lost yeah. communication with the Cerritos. Hold on, to... Goodwill. <gasps> Where's it come from? <laughs> does it play sounds as well? Does it? it yeah, that one does. It was custom made, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, See, yeah. Paramount's why not is selling that not those being bastards. sold by Paramount? That's the match we want. Because they want to sell you that giant purple Kid Cudi uh, varsity jacket. Sell him fucking Top Gun Maverick <laughs> bullshit. Oopsie. <laughs> so, yes, the cave comes alive. It does, after Mariner has kicked the shit out of it. Um, and he does, like, oh, it's reacting to your tantrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the moss starts creeping towards uh, the crew. Uh, like, I love it. Before this, we have another we have another amazing line from Marino, which is where where basically she's complaining that they they can't get any signal. Their com badges won't work because of rocks. And yes. it's like bunch of rocks always beat centuries of technological progress. <laughs> and yeah, it is, it is the, the biggest plot device in Star Trek, which is that communications just randomly stop, and you're like, why? <laughs> what you what know, is it? It's just rocks. Do you know, you know? why, Sonoys? They don't have five G tube coverage <laughs> like they do in London. That's what they need. They're they're working on H. They're working on H plus. <laughs> when <laughs> I came up my phone, H. I was like. Can't he just say nothing, you know, rather than just like... Do you know what was really funny? when I, on my leg, effectively. When I was on the tube, they were like, oh, you can just use your mobile phone to pay. And I'm like, I'm underground! <laughs> I have northern technology! It's, it's, it says E. What does E mean? Is the phone Extended. screeching? <laughs> So it's like, no, no, I won't use my phone to pay. I'll get a pigeon. I'll get a carrier pigeon. Man, I'll tie the... some money to its leg and send it off. Oh, you know, that, that will arrive quicker than the signal. In the States, when you get on the subways in New York, once you get to a certain level, especially on the L train, it says SOS. Oh, wow. Because you're not on easy. the subway. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's very good. It's because you're on the subway. That's why it's, oh, my God. Yeah. I was on the subway once. Never again. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre, bizarrely, it was one of these things where I was just watching uh, the film Jacob's Ladder the other day, and I I forgot like how in a, in America and stuff you have like the the subways are sort of multi layered underground where you can have mm-hmm. multiple floors of platforms. Mm-hmm. The only place where I've seen that otherwise is Tokyo, 
and it, it's that idea of just being like that's crazy like over here we we just have one platform everywhere don't we no we don't really? in london Oh right, okay. Westminster is no. Westminster London's is deeper because they don't want some crazy guy called Mr. Fox coming back and blowing up the <laughs> So they 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 have it really uh really deep in and you can see like the reinforced beams that they've used for the parliament because they are is it so totally not like, paranoid. Gunpowder in. It's just like Yeah. We've made it we've have no wheelchair access so it's impossible to get a cart full of gunpowder. They've seen V for Vendetta and they're like never again. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we've yeah, learned the, the one time I was on the subway I think it was 2010 and I was in the subway in London uh, not London uh, New York and it, it put me off for life because this dude came over obviously people ask for money which is fine I'm not criticising he was like don't worry I ain't going to snap, stab you <laughs> wow okay yeah. I'm off the next stop where are Anyone we works don't care I'm going <laughs> well you know what, you, what you're missing right now because it's been 13 years since you've been in the yeah, subways yeah. in New York. They've, they've actually increased their ask with inflation. So what? now they're asking for $20. What? You have $20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That happened to me like a week, a week and a half ago because for some god awful reason, I had to go near the subway station. And that's where they kind of like, mm. you know, come out of the ground from. And then the guy okay. standing there, hey, I have twenty dollars, and then me and my boss are looking at each other like, "Oh, inflation's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> what I what I will say about you Americans is, though, I do appreciate your honesty. As there was one on the street with a placard saying, "Need money for weed," and I'm like, "Dude, yeah, the honesty. I I I, pre- I, I ain't getting you any money, but the the honesty. Yeah, yeah. I really I appreciate. Pro- I probably would. I'm a real soft touch with stuff like that. Like <laughs> I I you know it's it's you know in newcastle they come up and they're just like going like oh yeah have you got 20 pence for the metro and i'm like it's five pounds for the metro and like, it's oh, contactless. Wow. how many people are you having to talk to about this you know and, and you're just like going can you just say it's for drugs and i'll be like yeah. where are you getting these 20 pence drugs asking for a friend <laughs> where are you going on the metro for 20 pence three feet yeah, that's- <laughs> you can't even get you can't even get in and have the doors closed for that much you know it's like- oh. Maybe on um, your foot or something. That's another tangent. Good God. Uh, so yeah, the entrances are all blocked. Uh, there is no way out. There is no communication. The mostar's reacting. Uh, it takes tendons, uh, tendies, uh, boot. And Mariner <laughs> just goes, yeah, <laughs> tendons, yeah. And Mariner goes, holy shit, it's carnivorous moss. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like a warlord. Yeah, yeah. So tendy makes <laughs> the, tendy makes yeah. the first reference uh, to the time where they were stuck uh, all together. And Mariner just clarifies that was not a cave, that was a turbo lift. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. Um, a random running joke throughout this episode. But then Boiler remembers that he used uh, Gammonite to boost the signal under the com badge. Um, and they were like, well, how, do, how, did you, how do you know this? Oh, it was on an away mission when I was stuck in a cave with Levi. And they were like, you were stuck in a cave with Levi? Wolf 359 was an inside job, guys. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I lo- in, this, in this segment, I love all of the random little things he alludes to. Like, like Hugh exists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a conspiracy that Hugh never happened. What was it? What was the one about Picard? Picard was... What was it about Picard that he says? Picard was not a hologram, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, the EMH was not a hologram. I'm yeah, sure the EMH something. was not a hologram, and Picard was. <laughs> oh, what did they say about Picard that he was an AI or something? Yeah. 
and it's like the lovely little but the, there is one conspiracy theory that i will bring up that we we see later um mm. but it flashes it flashes back to to creon 4 where it's the away mission where uh Boimler and levy are exploring a cave because they've got driven in there by an ion storm and levy's just like oh why can't we just wait outside oh because these could last for years ion storms mm. could last for years so we need to find another way out and then Levy starts going on about all these conspiracy theories that he's got. He's like, I, I don't read the briefing mission. I prefer to look at it with my own eyes. And how many times in our lives like and with Facebook our family, feed. yeah, like my Facebook feed, where we man. do, we get these conspiracists where they're just like, ah, oh, well, it's it's five G. As soon as Sonoy's got uh, COVID, uh, Joe, I just immediately started saying, I bet his five G signal is unreal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a big thing at the uh, ironic i know sonoise is probably not going to have these uh contacts but at the church that was a big thing you know the 5g when nobody had covid until 5g started i was like uh i'm getting paid right (laughs) (laughs) i i think it's quite interesting though because what it does is it very much contextualizes like levi's like conspiracy mm-hmm. theories where basically it's like it's got a bit where Boimler, I don't know the exact quote, but Boimler yells something about like, oh, I thought you were just trying to sort of like make the world a bit more explainable so that you didn't feel as like lost in it. Oh, he and says that's that exactly... to the Bendorians, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's Bendorian. exactly what conspiracy theorists are, where it's like the idea of that guy's like, oh, it's crop dusting. Oh, it's like, um, can try to bring order to I chaos. understand the world more and therefore yeah. I feel more confident about right, stuff. Right. And it's like, Earth's That's flat. fine, but yeah. it's not chemtrails, you know. It's like... yeah, yeah. So, so as uh, Boimler is exploring, he thinks that they are not alone. He's getting unusual readings on his tricorder, and uh, Levi immediately goes, "Oh, it's the Bendorians. The Bendorians are here. They're going to do a, a morality test on us." And Boimler's like, "No, no, it's not the Bendorians. They're in the Beta Quadrant. Why would they be in a random cave <laughs> on a random planet in the Alpha Quadrant? What are you talking about?" I totally misheard this as well, and I thought it was Andorians. Andorians. Yes. Yeah, I really I thought he was too. saying Andorians. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, they're shapeshifters." And I'm like, <laughs> "When did that happen? <laughs> when, when's that coming into canon?" Like, I was sat there. And I was like, <laughs> "Right, they're in the Beta Quadrant. That's Andorians." And, and and I was like, "Oh, they're in the caves because they are spies and they were getting intel or something like that." And then there were shapeshifters. I was like, "How?" <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so I totally misheard that. And then obviously when I was like, oh, Vendorians, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's yeah. a totally different thing. So as they are scanning, they get more energy readings. Boimler follows the, the trail to the energy reading and they find a car. And Levi's just like, oh, come on. This is stereotypical Vendorians. It is a car that we can use. And Boimler's like, no, no, it's fine. He's got a little bit of a charge, altering treads. Uh, one of us could just use this to escape. And Levi just destroys the shit out of it because he's like, dude, this is a morality test. We are not going to... Yeah, with the Bendorians, we're not going to fall for this. So Boimler just snaps and gets really nasty against Levi. And basically, have you ever wondered why you're the same rank for the last 10 years? No one wants to work with you with your stupid conspiracy theories. And then the fucking Bendorians appear and he's just like, <laughs> holy shit, it's the Bendorians where you've been right all along. I love that. I love that he just turns on a dime where he just realizes. Boimler, just... Yeah, Boimler turns on a dime all the time though. Yeah. That's like so I, on cue for him. Like, I, for love sure. that it tur- I love that it turns the conspiracy like meme on its head where it's this idea of it turns out that actually all of the conspiracy theories it's are real, real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it's not just one it's literally everything he's saying about his crazy like conspiracies they're like oh wow how do you know about that and it's like 
I will get it, to it's that. It's just a fun thing where it's like the total opposite of what you know the 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 script is. I think I will get to that because there is a very very poignant theory that he brings up that solves a thirty year old mystery within Star Trek. Oh, what would that pretend? I will get to that. So the okay. next scene, they are being dragged by the Bendorians to a pit. Boimler doesn't know what they are doing. He's panicking, naturally, because it's Boimler. And Levi just says, well, basically, what they are going to do, they are going to tie us together, inject our necks with the pods of their younglings, and make us uh, maintain eye contact whilst these burst out of our bodies. The Bendorian. You don't need to threaten me with a good time. You don't need to throw up in my <laughs> mouth to... twice. Yeah, there Daddy. Um, so you don't need to dress up in a Spider-Man outfit, Lee. Um... <laughs> don't get me started. Well, I'm Hold on, I just need to Google something. Yeah, please don't, please don't Google young man shoots white goo on camera. The... Oh, no. It's bookmarked, Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that clip's got like 500 views on YouTube? I don't know why. Um, wow. So... But the Bendorians, in a plot twist, are impressed of Levi's knowledge of their cultural practices. And they're like, you have heard of this? And they're like, of course, I am on a few subspace forums where we discuss these. Ah, not theories. Um, With no way. He says, says like, oh, well, we just make shit up. And they go, shut up, shut up. Um, And then they are really interested. And they're like, oh, go get, um, go get, I can't remember the name they say. He will get a kick out of this. Right, go get Vexlar. And then it transitions to a buffet of cricket. Now, this is what I'm on about. Levi mentions how the Bendorians planted the seed that warp speed needed to be restrictive because <laughs> it was damaging to subspace referencing oh, wow. referencing yeah. tng season seven episode nine force of nature look at that we, Where? which is which is one of the biggest soft uh what is it like retcon um, not retcon yeah, it's, so, it's, no, no, it's, it's a resolution it's... i think there have been where they just go, oh, here's this massive problem that's going to totally affect Star Trek going on. Oh, let's never mention that again because that actually <laughs> yeah. complicates everything. Don't forget, season seven was throw shit on the wall and hopefully it sticks. Yeah. Like, do do what, what was, you want. But what, was, what was sort of like... The, the thing is, they never mentioned it again after a few episodes, but a lot of fans sort of justified it by saying, ah, yes... But they got around it because that's why Voyager's warp nacelles fold, so it reduces the damage on subspace, and it's more oh. of a uh, eco friend. It is the Toyota Prius of <laughs> starships because it's it's hybrid, it's eco friendly. And the, then, but the problem is that if that was the case, the Klingons wouldn't do it, the Romulans wouldn't do it. Exactly. You know, they literally every it would only be like it's like literally going. We've reduced the impact on the environment because four people are driving electric cars now, and you're like. That, that that isn't going to be enough, you know. Well, as a hybrid owner, I'd like to say. I'm... Oh, he's a hybrid. <laughs> but as a hybrid owner, I have to go out and burn loads of, you know, spray loads of gases into the air. Just get loads of cans of stuff. Like, listen, That's it. That'll offset the good. Listen, but, you... drive an electric car. Drive a hybrid car. I don't care what you drive. As long as it's away from me. <laughs> you, are, you are helping preserve classic cars so thank you for that there you go 
you there are you hoping go. preserve classic cars. But yeah, it I cons- also I also like the the fact that the Vendori uh, leader was actually. Uh... It was Carl Freeman, wasn't it? The voice. Yeah, the Carl voice. Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like a throwback to the. She GLS gets her paycheck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was actually going to say the, these were probably my favorite thing about the episode. I loved, I loved the Vendorians. Like, I, have they ever been mentioned before? No, no, no. New yeah, they're totally new thing. But, yeah. but I love them because they're this crazy. Because my big problem with Star Trek is basically everyone are by bipedal humanoids mm-hmm. because that's the easiest thing to do and because they didn't really have the special effects to do anything different than that and you know i think the only exception is like species 8472 and that Jenny. didn't age well still but, terrifying you know, in terms of, it's still terrifying but it's mm. graphic wise it didn't age well mm. and so it's quite quite nice being like hey look lower decks can make crazy bird people they can make sort of like uh yeah, out of the box and, aliens yeah yeah, yeah and, and it was quite good just seeing something that's totally inhuman like totally not bipedal you know as a character i i, I liked it that's the power of lower decks and prodigy mm. they yeah. can bring these um the, they can bring these other races to life and it doesn't cost them a dime because everything's being animated yeah that's it they, they, you know and, and and it opens the doors for them appearing like cg or whatever mm. in future stuff that'd be great if they just randomly have another series of picard or something or, and then just be like oh look it's got vendorians in it now and we've yeah. spent some money <laughs> Oof. um so yeah that's that solves... the babylon five there not void but so. but that solves that 30 year old uh fan theory about why did they just disregard the speed limit and it's just like oh it was actually a conspiracy theory it was a false flag <laughs> operation <laughs> Yeah. I like it though. They just be like, "Yeah, that totally didn't happen." Yeah, yeah, we didn't. yeah the writers yeah. went, "Oh, I'm not me." The the guy coming in right in the next episode is like, "What the fuck? We can't do war." Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't oh, even abide speed I limits in that. LA. Why should we do it in space? So yeah. the um, so yeah, uh, Boimler does say that he's he is glad that uh, him and Levi have been able to put aside their differences and and work. The Bendorians immediately say, "Our friendship has been reconciled. Enemies have become friends." And Mom is just like, "No, no, no." Even though it, it, it would save his life, he's still going, "No." <laughs> How bad is Levi to hang around with when you'd rather be like injected with younglings and have a chest yeah. burster? And I'm just like, "Oh, dude!" Back in the cave, though. So that's that's the first of the flashbacks that we do have which is a flashback to something we've never seen, which, again, I do like. Back in the cave, uh, Boimler reveals that the crew, uh, reveals to the crew that he's he's hung out with Stevie Se- uh, Levy since. Uh, what he calls him? Steve. 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 Stevie Levy. That's what he calls him. Yeah. God damn it. Um, he's hung out with Stevie since, and he's even been on the holodeck, and they're just like, <gasps> you have been on the holodeck with Steve? Yeah. Without us? Without telling us? <laughs> You've been hanging Which... around with that cheap floozy, haven't you? Haven't you? Yeah. Look at <laughs> um, <laughs> go on, what? Well, what has she got that we don't? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we do see the first fractures of the Fab Falls friendship start to show uh, when Boimler admits that. Um, Boimler, however, does find traces of trigammonite, which, much like gammonite, can be used to boost a combat signal, but needs to be refined. 
they do determine that if the phaser blast is dulled a little bit, that they'll be able to separate the trigammonite from the rock. They can refine it and then separate it. So Boimler being Boimler, he removes his pants. Because <laughs> that's what's needed. And, yeah. and, and everyone's just like, you know, you could have just like removed your shirt or anything. It's just, ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so... no, it's like Rutherford asks him for his pants. And then and then he takes it off and and Mariner's like, hey, you did that really quickly. It's like, oh, we're roommates. It's fine. Yeah. And then like when when Rutherford actually does the thing, Boimler's just like, I I could have just given you my shit. Oh, was it Boimler? Really was it Boimler that did it? I yeah, it was it just was like, Mariner. oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So they were able to refine the trigammonite and they are separating it. And Rutherford's like, if we could separate it, we could boost this. And they go, hey, Rutherford, how do you, are you, how are you able to know this? Like, how do you know this? And it's like, oh, it was when I was stuck in a cave with Tana and our baby. <laughs> you had a baby? What? Yeah. 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 Tendi is the one that freaks out the most. Yeah. Did anyone know that? Everyone would yeah, notice I that. That. I yeah. that. Yeah. You had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just like, yeah, no biggie. As you do. <laughs> As, as standard Starfleet practices are, it's no biggie. Um, so yeah, he's like he explains that um, it was when they were trapped in a cave together uh, on Balkus Nine when he was assigned uh, to Tiana to gather ferns because Billips had a swamp rash. How Billips mm. had a swamp rash, where the swamp rash was, we don't want to know. Where the swamp itself was. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Moving. In those crevices. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving further. Do you want to take this bit while I have a drink tonight? <laughs> okay. So what we get is we basically get their away mission where it's a... Uh... Yay! Wait. They are gathering the, the, this, this uh, third. It, it, yeah, it's the strangest thing. So basically, what was the other character called? The, the guest character for we this? We don't get a name. Oh, do we know? We just get okay. a, I think they were just a guide through the caves. Oh, right. Okay. Well, basically, their guide just goes, hey, cool. Yeah, no, this is where we get it. So they basically start reaching into this uh, pond and pulling out this actual weed that they need. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. The big monster that usually is around here hasn't been seen for like hundreds of years. And they're just like, what? The <laughs> <Graffle Yeah. acts. laughs> The growling. Uh, yeah. And then immediately on call, it jumps out of the water and like bites her head off. Well, no, it, like, it basically sort of like bites her, two uh, frozen around it. a bit and then just chucks her away against the wall. And, and uh, she lands on a rock and gets impaled. However, yeah, well, that's it. She gets chucked against the wall and then they, uh, then the Starfleet officers, uh, Rutherford and Dr. Tana. Tana. Yeah. Tana. Tana. Yeah. Basically, they uh, chase it off with their phasers, but then when they turn around to check on. Uh, their guide, they've landed on a fucking like boulder, their spike basically. What but are they called? Is it like a talactite? Stalactite. Stalactite. Is one of them's the downwards one, and one of them's the other one, and one of them's a monster ooh, in Zelda. Are we, are we getting all. Um, ooh. Uh, ooh, oh, God. Geology up north, let's go. Who <laughs> <laughs> in the chats? Hot for geography. Ooh. Geology. Yeah. That's a lovely crystal people. formation. Mm. It's, it's actually, actually, bizarrely, I, I've got a really good mate who is, who is actually in a like, a, who he's been in a lot of famous like metal bands, but his actual job is geologist. And I ask him all of my geology questions and stuff, 
and the amount of times when we've like discussed like when i've sort of sent him stuff that i've seen on the internet and been like is this real like is this a real fossil and he's like yeah yeah like there were these things the other day oh, have you seen christopher's comment tights what? tights go down mites go up <laughs> tights go down mites go up there we go yeah it's the like tight okay. ah. like, no it's stalagmites she falls onto a stalagmite there we go but thank you geology daddy yeah <laughs> but no, all these all these creatures that i find on the internet where i see pictures and it looks like something hr giga's created and he's yeah. like yeah those are real fossils those oh. are real things that people yeah. have dug up and you're like the past was terrifying yeah <laughs> right oh. else would have eaten only a wonderful oh. audience could make an innuendo about geology <laughs> Tides go down, might go up. That's right. So, Sinoise, do you at any point say to your geology friend who is in a rock band, Geology Rocks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I thought I was the king of puns. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think he was ever in charge of merch for them. So I think, you know, otherwise that was an opportunity. Paramount, where are you? Yeah, Um, no, no, it'll never get done if they do. Yeah. But before she dies, or because she is dying, she she decides to procreate. uh, Procreating via dermal contact with Rutherford. We're all thinking, ah, she's doing the hoingy-boingy nasty-nasty. No, no, this race procreates via dermal contact. (laughs) I touch you, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) And she dies. And Rutherford's just like... Because uh, Tana, Tana immediately starts having a go. He's like, what have you done? He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Next thing, that dude pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Quickly, too. It wasn't like a, a, a short... Like, I've heard of short gestations periods, but this was ridiculous. Have you, you know? like, I yeah. love this scene, guys, where Tana just does not give a shit, and this is just a routine day for her, where she's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, this race, uh, this race procreates, uh, reproduces via dermal contact, you're pregnant, it's gonna give birth soon, bite on this boot. <laughs> yeah, bite on this boot. Yeah. And he's like, why? Ah! <laughs> and she's, and you can see, even though it's animated, you can see the pleasure in her eyes, that she is cutting open Rutherford, and getting rid of this bitch, she's like, Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and it gives birth all in the space of 60 seconds holy shit yeah Yeah. hold this while I seal you up and he just passes the fuck out any man would do that and I'm just like dude is he the second one to trip to give birth in Star Trek yes yeah he is hashtag male pregnancy well that isn't the guy with the spores from DS9 hashtag trips not dead hashtag Trips tips. So <laughs> that's going to be a thing. You watch this Sunday on the Shuttle Pod show, Trips Tips. I'm going to put it all over the place. Um, oh, all right. I'll join you. I'll join yeah, you. Trips Tips. Uh, but they might see it wrong. We both do it. No, Everybody wants uh, Trips tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Trips Tips. The. Uh, <laughs> oh, Connor. <laughs> Just, I, 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 I think I could do better with Connor Tunia's tip, I think. Oh, boy. So anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have another drink. <laughs> Rutherford wakes up uh, to see that uh, Tana is struggling to feed the baby. And let's be honest, the mother is Rutherford. Mutherford, as I nicknamed him in the notes. Um, he, the baby goes to Rutherford. She goes, hey, just take care of this. I'm going to go find a fucking exit. <laughs> um, um, 
and you just see like the it's oh it's so heartwarming. She's just like, I don't like babies and I don't like engineers. So you yeah. do this. I'm gonna go find it. Do you know who Ta'ana reminds me of? Um, the Doc from Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. Where he's just, did he pass away recently? He did pass away, sadly, yeah. Mm. He just walks in, and I think it's the scene where, like, Laura Roslin, she's having a biopsy, and he's just sat there doing an MRI with a fucking cigarette in his mouth. And he's just <laughs> like, um, she, he's like, well, you've got months to live. She's like, can you not smoke? What's it going to do? Kill you? And it's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's the sort of bedside <laughs> manner that, like, most doctors seem to have in sci-fi. Um, well, I mean most sci-fi is like kind of apocalyptic so it's like well we're all gonna die anyway so fuck it you know it's like, <laughs> yes. that's, that's definitely where we are i've i i shouldn't really be saying this because it is a little bit morbid but we've done that like me and my grandmother have sort of done that because she's just like i want a pizza what's gonna do kill me and i'm just like this <laughs> is sad but it's also kind of hilarious when you have to think about it but she I, died. I, I have to laugh I have to laugh about it, and it's the only way like we get through it. She's just like, I, I will have this. Uh, I think she had a swig of martini. She's like, what's he going to do, kill me? And I'm just like, yeah. I just have to laugh about it. <laughs> I, I I think that's the thing. It's it's That's part of facing it, you know? Like, yeah. Not discussing it doesn't help with, you know, taking in the gravitas, I think. Yeah. Speaking of, if you do want to give to our uh, Just Giving page in aid of Cancer Research UK... Right down in the description <laughs> there is our uh, little donate uh, link. So please, if you want to, please smack that donation as well as... You like should. I did. I did. Yes. I like... Yes. Yeah, I like Absolutely. helping the fight against the cancer. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck cancer. So, That's right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed by how much money we managed to raise. That was absolutely phenomenal. It was, yeah. it was so wonderful that so many people chipped in and that the event went so well. I'm really, yeah, I'm, proud of you guys. I'm really impressed that uh, it murdered us for days on end afterwards as well. If, if guys, if, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this and you haven't watched our review of uh, a few badgies more, the previous episode, it is a mess because we are both ill, we are both tired out of our minds. <laughs> yeah. It is it was, just it a one mess of, of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> It, I think it's the closest we get to the agony booth. It was literally, literally like this was not right. a good. This was not a good episode. We yeah, good that was agony booth. booth. Yeah, yeah. It was. For it sure. was literally the agony booth uh, because I I could not remember the episode afterwards. <laughs> and oh, I, I'm not talking the next day. I'm talking about an hour later. Oh. I could not remember. Like <laughs> there was lemsip. There was cough sweets. There was cold and flu medication. There was more mm. lemsip. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, so, what exactly is Lemsip? It's like cold and flu medicine, but it's like a hot lemony drink. Oh, okay. We so, we call it Theraflu in the states. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a powder, but it's basically yeah, yeah. like That's paracetamol. It. Yeah, and Theraflu. Like, totally it's Theraflu. Like That's like awesome. A, yeah, I was I was considering a Nyquil teeny or a night nurse teeny. Nyquil teeny. We, teeny. Yeah, yeah. We call it I I name. literally I was gonna do a line of it before this. I do have I have my I have my emergency Lucasaid zero into it in case I do nice. fall back. Um, but yeah, so. Tana is searching through that she can't find an exit. Rutherford takes a turn, can't find an exit. This goes on and on and on until the Graphalax appears once more. 
And it's like, uh-huh. holy shit, and it chases them, and they don't know where to go, and they get into a cave, and they are backed into a dead end with nowhere to go until Rutherford, in his scientific engineering genius, gets his tricorder out, and he's recalibrating oh, it. And Talana's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, just let me be, let me be, let me be. <laughs> Does a universal translator for the Graphalax in the space of five seconds. And he's like, what do you mean you know Shout harm. out to Hoshi. Shout out Shout to Hoshi. Shout out to Hoshi. Character who deserves way yeah. more respect. Shout out yeah, to Horsey Sato. Um, the, yeah, I, I was buzzing when she got a uh, Mentioned shout out in to a, Strange New Worlds in Those yeah. All Scientists. Those All Scientists. <laughs> yes, um, right. So, yeah, they communicate with the Graphalax. The Graphalax communicates with them, and he's like, dude, uh, I was just trying to defend my kid. And they're like, dude, so were we. Well, they weren't saying dude, because obviously it's Star Trek, and no one says dude. Right, right. right. But, um, Not yeah. Not California. <laughs> oh I wish uh, so yeah they sort of come to an understanding there has been a big misunderstanding uh, and they're like we are just trying to defend each other's kids we're just trying to find a way out and they're just like we will help you we will find a way out I love the fact though that the Graphalax picks up the kid by the scruff headbutts the cave wall <laughs> with said kid in mouth and the first time I watched it I was like did you just use your child as a hammer? How else do you use your kids? Did you guys That's notice you that? No, no, I, I did. I, I, quite I like did, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that section reminded me of a Frasier episode. Where it was Ooh. like everybody just misunderstood every, everybody and that's why it got all kerfuffled. Isn't that every Frasier episode? That's every Fraser episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It reminds yeah. me of a Frasier episode. Oh, no, no. I recommend A as in a specific one. Oh, no, no, God, not as a different one. The whole show. But, Even but, the current one in that iteration on Paramount+. Plus. But let's not forget, guys, Fraser is and always has been a holodeck program on a Starfleet vessel. <laughs> yes. That is, that is the right. great conspiracy. Um, that's right. Because we do see Kelsey Grammer as Captain of the Ballsman in Cause and Effect. <laughs> So, and he's in Lower Decks, too. He is. Captain Freeman. Yeah. In, uh, Captain Freeman. Captain <laughs> Bozeman. No, Captain... Bozeman. What's his name? Isn't it... Is oh, the, the Bozeman's the ship. When he no, the Bozeman's the ship, but the... Bozeman is the ship. Kelsey Grammer's he... name is Captain... We have Google for a reason, Jeff. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Anyone in the comments below or anyone in uh, the, the live chat... Beth has suggested... La- uh, Hot Vimto is my household... Remedy. Oh, Beth, you need, you need to seek psychological help if you think <laughs> hot blackcurrant carbonated blackcurrant juices. Uh, can you Morgan Batesman. It's not carbonated. It's not you can get Vimto that's like just like a sort of ribena type thing. So ribena. Yeah. Hot ribena. Oh, that's, that's my that's my new jazz band. Right, Poor Joe well. sat there going, what are, what are these beverages that they are going on? I have no, like, you have to have right. It's amazing beer. what we're missing out here in, in the States. It's like, oh, this no. is, oh it's just their you, flu. <laughs> oh, well, no. over there, this is, this is obviously the big problem I have is that, like, you know, I, I would like to visit America, but it's the idea of I'd be like, where's the PG tips? Where is the Yorkshire tea? There are places that do it. Do they have Cadbury's? No, we have, we, have, um, we have a little Britain mm. in New York City. Uh, there's a spot called Tea and Symphony where, ironically, Gil Chesterton from Fraser, we're back to Fraser, uh, oh, wow. frequents a lot. I've actually run into him. You can see yeah. deep in the dark depths of my uh, Facebook page. But uh, yeah, so I've I've gotten real uh, good English treats like um, scones, proper scones, yeah, not scones. good old scones. Oh, and, yeah. uh, have you got Cadbury's though? 
Yeah, they yeah, have a whole store full of Cadbury. I don't think I could survive, literally. I'd be like, Mother, come over, bring Cadbury's. <laughs> oh, you can, get it, you can get it. You can get it here. Actually, Cadbury's the only chocolate I'll eat because their dark chocolate is sodium free. So Oh, I miss America. Anyway, um, <laughs> you'll get back. You'll get back. I'm so well, yeah, you will be going back. I hop cinnamon stack pancakes. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, uh, the Rutherford flashback has been complete. Uh, however, uh, oh shit, where am I? There we are. Boimler, uh, no, what? What is going on with my Burner. notes? Sorry, I, I've. The yeah, so I, I, I love that I managed to talk about that. Se- I've managed to talk about that segment, and all I have on my notes is cave baby in massive cave letters. Baby. That's it, that is the yeah. only note for that entire section. But, but back, yeah, in, it was the most forgettable. But back in the cave on Grotinus, what a name for a, for a planet, by the way. Grotinus, yeah. uh, the crew, <laughs> but the crew, especially Boimler in this scene, is furious that Rutherford did not tell him that he had a baby and he's just like (laughs) it was a consciousness baby it wasn't really mine it's not really a big deal whereas you know like like literally just going like diana being like oh yeah i forgot it was a mum for an episode oh yeah we did that you know like (laughs) yeah the amount of times it happens it's like oh yeah that horrendous thing happened that i just forgot about the next yeah i was raped by space light i remember that (laughs) christopher has just said sonoy's uh that you should be wandering new york shouting about fruit and nut (laughs) <laughs> if you wonder yeah. about New York shouting anything, you'll fit right in. Might even make I'm, a buck or two. I'm, I'm going to tell you now. But if I was in New York, I would be yelling, "I am a fruit and I need to nut." I think that's basically the you know the. So yeah, back in the cave, <laughs> and still you'd be fine. <laughs> and you'd like a dollar or two. Just... <laughs> We've got a whole club for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just just before I get to, I'm going to have to tell you this: the greatest saying I ever heard in America was seven years ago in seven years ago in san francisco there was a, a street musician on pier 39 and he was doing a card trick and he said i need a volunteer and this 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 lovely japanese woman uh volunteered herself and he was Kiko. like he was like do, do you understand do you understand yes keiko yeah no, he murdered her uh, murdered, him. Name. murdered him and shoved him twice in the... now one more and all summoner Murd- so murdered him not... and shoved him in the bay shortly after but no she he was like do, do you understand <laughs> oh i was possessed by a far ray but he was but he was like do, do you speak english yes i speak english he was like right okay what i want you to do is get this card and rub it on my nipple so she was like right put the card down on the floor now rub my nipple She's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard. He went, "You in San Francisco, baby? Enjoy yourself." <laughs> <laughs> wow! To which, to which this this lovely lady just went, huh. oh. <laughs> "Oh, nice! She went in again. Yes, once is never enough. So went for seconds." I've yeah. never forgot that for like seven years. Like, you in San Francisco, baby. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also associated it with nipples. So yeah, back in the cave, uh, Boimler's obviously furious that Rutherford never told him he got a kid. Suddenly, though, the moss starts encroaching ever closer to the crew and Mariner is frantically trying to reconfigure the combadge with the refined trigabonite and they're just like, uh, Mariner, how do you know how to reconfigure a Starfleet combadge with trigabonite? Have you been hanging out with Delta Shift? And she's like, what? 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 Maybe. 
And then we get the flashback to where Mariner was put in charge of an away <laughs> mission with Delta. And it's a, a, a disaster, as you would expect. Basically. Yeah, because the opening is just literally, she buries, not crashes, buries the goddamn shuttlecraft. Straight yeah, and then she's in. like, oh, it's fine. They're shaped like bricks anyway. Yeah. What, what do you expect? <laughs> it's a shuttlecraft in a ship like bricks. And, I, and immediately I turned around and I was just like, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> there is just, no aerodynamics. Just that she just destroys a shuttle because she's there is so... no aerodynamics about that. Look at it; it is a yeah. brick. <laughs> oh, there's a bit of a fin there, but that's about it. Look, I, I like how that how all this stuff of like advanced technology and other sort of like shows and stuff is all sort of like aerodynamic and things like that. And Star Trek's just like now it's a brick. <laughs> Star Trek's like yeah, it's just a box with unchanged for fifty-seven yeah. years. Yeah, <laughs> but I perfected. <laughs> But I love the fact that they land and immediately she she presses a combat and she's like, ha ha, I've got signal. Fuck you, caves. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> what they got written there. Hope <laughs> working. Fuck you, caves. <laughs> it's so good. But see what I mean? There's so many zingers in this series and in this season and there's so many in this episode. But the thing it's, is... That, that's why I would say that it's not a bad episode but if you, it has so many it's so heavy on the, from oh, it. the tropes. It's, so, it it's the tropes. The trope show. But if this you, one. if you if you flash back to six years ago where Tilly said the word fuck on Discovery and everyone's just like She said the F bomb and now six years later there's a oh, <laughs> now she's, she's not in the episode fuck. anymore. But, you know, it's, uh, well, well Tilly's gonna Michael. return in, in uh Starfleet Academy, so Is she? Is she I'm, though? Isn't she's in Starfleet Academy? I would not see it would be foolish not to have her come now, back. All right, all right, all right, Joe. I'm going to yeah. pose this question to you. Pose questions. Pose question. Pose question of the week. So, we know that Tony Newsom is writing the Starfleet yes. Academy spin-off. Mm-hmm. My question to you. Discovery is ending. Yep. Discovery is, shall we say, the most divisive Star Trek series ever created. Do you think they will either A, continue in the 32nd century with Starfleet Academy, or B, go a more Nick Mayer approach and go 23rd, 24th century? You think they'll get Kalmini back? Mm-hmm. <gasps> imagine if they did. Oh! oh. Can you imagine Chief O'Brien at Starfleet Academy? Because don't forget, he took that job at the yeah. end of Deep Space Nine. So they could go either route. They could go discovery and because people love tilly now don't forget yeah. so many people every they con go, i've gone to oh brian yes <laughs> god she returns imagine rosalind chow just like going hey yeah that thing i did 20 odd years ago and then she's like what again <laughs> but didn't people not like me oh what okay why would no, i want the... to oh paycheck right okay so yeah. um... well, i mean don't forget she's the big bad in, in sweet tooth right now on netflix oh hell yeah, and yeah. Has a deal. How she many was a string string theory I... she was I a netflix she was... just picked up lower um prodigy she was the mayor in hawaii 5 as well to which i, I yeah. immediately went to sign i was just like she's in a hawaii 5 and she's called keiko mm. is she? <laughs> but, but this is the thing though it's like with starfleet academy are they going to make it where 
Do you reckon they're going to continue the same style as Discovery, where it's more action orientated and no, it's more no, sort no, of no. like that, or are they going to go, oh, Strange New Worlds is doing really well. Let's get the characters that we want from Discovery <sighs> and kind of put them in a Strange New Worlds kind of vibe. I, yeah. I, 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 that's I think, what I'm thinking. I think if it's I personally, it's going to be Star Trek Scrubs mm. in a way. That could be good. And I think if they have... If this year has taught us anything, it's, it is it is that Paramount needs to severely read the room, read its fans, and read what we like the most. And what we have liked the most this year is the 25th century. There has been... Even as as early as episode two of Star Trek Picard, there was always been that demand of a Star Trek legacy spinoff. Yeah, I think we want to see what happens after. We don't want to go backwards. A lot of people yeah, of of certainly our generation, and I'm I'm comfortable to say that because we're all about the same age. Yeah, you guys we, in your forties, right? I'm I'm way older. I'm <laughs> I'm technically dead in gay years. How how <laughs> ill did I get that I've aged? Um, but but our generation you got too close to the filament, yeah. <laughs> our our generation sort of grew up with the next generation and sort of accepted that the twenty fourth century was the present day for Star Trek. Like that is right. that is how it is, and you know Star Trek Picard cleverly just continued where it left off twenty years ago, and we're just like, oh, we're just continuing. Like this is twenty years later, but it's twenty years in real life as well. So yeah, and I think. The might and the might not. The might because that's the that's the appeal and that's where a lot of fans will be drawn in because, hey, it's the 25th, 24th, 25th century. There's a lot of familiar stuff. We can, we can bring in stuff like Lower Decks, but it's live action. We can have it more grounded in live action Star Trek. Because this, let's not forget as well, Enterprise, the original plan for the first series of Enterprise was going to be at Starfleet Headquarters. So none of the first series of Enterprise was going to be in space. It was going to be Starfleet Command, Starfleet Academy, blah, 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 blah. I think if they did that, it would be brilliant. However, I, the other hand, I do think it's going to be the spin-off of uh, Star Trek Discovery. It's going to be the 32nd century. However, if they do that, if they don't have the cast nailed... I don't think it's going to survive. I think it'll be fine. I think for sure they're going to have the cast nail. I guarantee Saru's going to be in it. Mm. And the most lovely gentleman I've ever met in my life, other than you guys. Doug Jones. Uh, And my co-host, Doug Jones. We were talking about um, Discovery the other day because basically I've realized that because we've got the final season coming up next year, I'm like, I need to catch up. I need to get it watched. and kind of force myself through the stuff that I'm not enjoying. And I was watching it, and me and Goodwill were like going, he kind of holds the show together. Like, yeah. he is yep. literally one of the best things about the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And then you're like, he wasn't in this episode. Fuck you, Discovery. <laughs> you know, I, put I was, Jones and everything. I was, I I'm was... a big David Ajar fan. He, I think he lives with you. Um, around, I don't know where he lives. With but, you? Uh, he's, in, he's in the walls. This is one of you guys, right? He's in the goddamn right. walls. Ah. Is that who lives behind the door? Is that Are you want to the Admiral? <laughs> Uh, what's that? Oh, the Dadmiral, yeah. And then our, our friend Michael Chan. Michael Chan. Future if friend. Michael Chan does not, if it's a 32nd century and Chan does not get a role, I I'd be, upset. be very yeah. upset. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Speech. It was, 
what was it? What was I going to say? What was it? Yes, yeah, no, we, 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 were, it, we were discussing it. And I was reading an article uh, today um, talking about Discovery. And there were like five reasons why we think fans never gelled with Discovery. It wasn't shitting on it that a lot of people do. But one mm. of the... Like one of the reasons was we had Doug Jones, who was this terrific uh, actor who sort of has had the spotlight maybe once or twice, but has never really given the time to shine. But the main sticking point for a lot of people was it was Michael Burnham. But it's not Michael Burnham as in, oh, it's Michael Burnham. She just cries a lot. It's Mm. they made her unlikable season one, episode one. And it took years to repair that unlikability because they were like star trek is about morality and people doing the right thing and the chain of command this person just straight up knocked out their captain uh disobeyed orders started a war that killed millions and then somehow was given a role in starfleet was promoted has saved the universe three or four times and is revered as a god by most people and you just like Oh, by the way, she's Spock's sister. Yeah, that, it, yeah. <laughs> they didn't need. To, they didn't need to have her as Spock's sister. It is. No, it is didn't. slightly. You know, I don't want to say Mary Sue because she's not, but it's that kind of thing of just going. You need to give other characters gifts as well. Like you need to have other people. But it's. But it's the fact of like I think it's like Lower Decks though, where it's like imagine if Lower Decks, but the only character that you focused on was Mariner, and you didn't have the other people there to point out what a failure she is as in like going hey you have all this ability and then you just deliberately shy from responsibility so it kind of goes hey look mariner is badass and good at all these things and like you know funny and sassy and stuff but then like it's tempered so by the, the fact that group. she's a horrible person and she's kind of useless in responsibility and you know and and it only works because you have three other characters and a whole cast of people that kind of temper that whereas discovery kind of just goes oh well good you know like Burnham well, knows no, what the, to do the, the issue with discovery is the time jump and because so many people died in between those time jumps that's why you have such yeah. a hard time connecting with people because I really like the robot chick with the blue painted face and the I thing loved her. she gets a couple yeah, of lines cool. of her. <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah, not let's not spoil it. Me. Let's not spoil it for Sonoys who's who's catching up. But oh, I, sorry. I think I think, <laughs> I think overall though, I think what we can agree on is it's not the actors because the actors are brilliant. And yeah. if given yeah. a chance, they would have a terrific ensemble cast, which is when you look at the, the group photos, they're like, We're an ensemble, but we don't know that person, that person, that person. <laughs> right, 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 right. Given a chance just in the background on yeah. the bridge. But given and a even chance even in season three of Picard, we got more characters from like the Tavine, crew. you were cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tavine. Yeah, Tavine and, was awesome. And and given the chance, awesome. we would have loved them. And it's sort of it's the writing underused everything criminally. And then doing the jump the shark to the future and going, this will fix it all. And it's like, it really didn't because you still got the fundamental problem of you are still focusing on one, maybe two core characters and disregarding the rest. You could have a lot of episodes where it's like, let's deal with the repercussions of jumping a thousand years into the future let's deal with the mental anguish of that you have lost family you have lost friends Mm. loved ones let's deal no everyone's fine about it moving on 
Like, I went to Earth. There's a tree planted in my name. Look at that. You know, it's like yeah. It's like, <laughs> even even like sort of Voyager went into like you know depth in episodes where it basically just goes okay. By the time we get home, our loved ones will probably be dead. Oh, you know, or like we might not get back home within our lifetimes. And that kind of had this kind of underlying sorrow throughout a couple of episodes. And Discovery just doesn't seem to sort of go. They oh, sort well, of just went. We'll fix it magically at it some was, point. It was yeah. a captain's log from Saru. And they're just like, the crew's adjusting. Okay. <laughs> How? Just, oh, well, they obviously didn't have families or anything that they cared about yeah. back in that timeline. So you know. anyway, we, we are off on another tangent there. The flashback for Mariner is that she is with Delta Shift. She's crash-landed on this planet. Fuck you, caves! However, they are still out of range. However, they do discover a mineral, which, again, will be able to boost the good old... Where am I? Good old Combadge's signal, so they'll be able to uh, get a rescue party down. However, this mineral is emitting a rather strange chronoton signal, which, if you walk forwards, you age, and if you walk backwards, you get younger. The Benjamin Button material that yeah, I nicknamed yeah. it in the notes. Is um, this the first time we've had a biotemporal field in Trek? No. It mustn't be. There must no, have been no. loads of them, but you know. We, we've had a few, but different diff, like different originalities of, mm. of the field. Asif, though, from Pura Delta Shift. Oh, great job piloting, Mariner! And his leg <laughs> is just legit broken in half. Oh, I found this difficult. I, I genuinely. Love... I oh, of course you loved it, Joe. I bet this. Joe was sat there going. <laughs> no, I was. I was literally like, "Oh, that looked like it hurt." Oh. Uh... <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah, in I'm, order. I'm too. I'm too sort of squeamish about mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now, so they. So they need to like... obtain it. They. They need to mm. obtain it though. So Mariner, being being the head of the away party goes forward but cannot go any further forward because she's getting older and older and older the ensign from delta shift who is very competitive she's like oh let me go i'll do it and there's this to and in froin (laughs) and it ends up where they've both broken their goddamn hips and they're just like we cannot go any further Just these old ladies like bickering, and it's like the golden yeah. girls just yeah. literally just laying into each other. But then they realize that Asaf is younger and he's a child prodigy, and they're just like, Oh, he's young as hell, he'll do it. And they're just like, and He's like, Yeah, um, kind of one big flaw though. Uh, I've got a broken leg, yeah. and then they're just like, Oh, just walk into the field, it will heal itself. Are you sure? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's like, are you sure about that? No, no. This is the Just worst a bit, scene. A bit. It might be okay. It might not. This mm-hmm. is the worst scene for me. Oh, oh this is the all best. This the, is the highlight of the episode. For all me. the so celery funny. that gets snapped by the foley artist in this. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because oh, it breaks and it doesn't set and it sets wrong and it's like, it's like it's in a knot and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then worse, as he goes forward. It just snaps off. Oh, uh, literally, his yeah, leg yeah, yeah. just snaps off. Go back off and get my and leg. It's, it's horrible. It's and then the other, horrible. and then the other ends is just like, oh, guys, I found some that actually makes you younger when you walk towards yeah, it. Yeah, he was like twelve. So the yeah. dragon, yeah. So the dragon asked and he's like, what about my leg? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to get old again. We'll just get yeah, time yeah, to go yeah, to a new one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you notice that his eye was healed too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. So he, the, yeah. the patch was taken off, wasn't it? I thought that was right. really... But then they get back to the, the, the shuttle 
and uh, they, they make contact with the Cerritos and they're just like, <laughs> poor Asaf's just like, uh, so if we've got time, guys, can we just go back to my leg? And they're just completely ignoring <laughs> yeah. like, just Delta in case, shift. you know. Delta shift, can we go get my leg? Delta, Delta shift, Delta <laughs> shift. And then Bob is just like, you chanted? <laughs> How dare you, yeah. I love that. I love that you chanted with them and Rutherford is absolutely furious about this. And then they all start arguing and Tendy's just like, guys, can we can we not argue or anything like that? And then the cave just flips and the cave just envelops them all. Well, all of the moss, all of the, all moss, the moss in the cave yeah, basically the cave. becomes sentient oh. and then covers them and then they chains them up against the wall effectively so they get cocooned against the wall sorry the adequate's <laughs> moving sorry oh. and then and then tendy's trying to go like oh well you know this is a bit like that time in the turbo lift and mariner's like shut up around the turbo lift <laughs> yeah but I... then but then the cave the, the case, cave i want to hear about the speaks to them and yeah. it's like i want to hear about the <laughs> The turbo lift is like I like listening. You will to not be story. free until the green one has told her story. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's not really that interesting. It's just a turbo lift, and <laughs> Marilyn's just like telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It, this was a nice flashback for me because it was a flashback to after season one, episode one, uh, after mm. the rage virus. So well, I do like the fact that it's just they're all getting drunk, and I mean, who gets who gets drunk whilst talking to people? I don't know. I mean, I'm not drunk, but I, I <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> He's devouring the canard, guys. Don't, is, don't let many, it be fooled. How many glasses of canard do you reckon there is? Because the bottle's pretty small. Is it probably it's like a, it's not, half I a would, bottle? It is. Let me see. There's, they actually have uh, some a nice little pamphlet here. Oh, it's Ooh. good to be American, though. I'll have to translate it. Despite me <laughs> not having my glasses, I will attempt to read. I don't understand this. It's like armor, but there's no you in it. Ounces? <laughs> what an ounce? <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys have a different system. It's leaders. It's 13 yeah. eagles per cubic land. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> it's four stone. No. Uh, oh. I had to do that the other day. He fights something, back. <laughs> something was asking me what my weight was, and it made me say it in kilograms. And I'm like, I don't know what my weight is in kilograms. Like, I don't, I don't go like, okay, stones to kilograms. I was, and, uh, yeah. I was, I was sent, I was sent to Mark uh, when I was in LA because he was like, dude, I've gained forty five, and I'm like, I've lost eighty. <laughs> and, yeah, um, <laughs> I've never spoken again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what's interesting is they give you a history of the Canar. And um, <laughs> and there is I don't know if you can see it, but the Cardassian symbol is on the top yes. of the Yes, why is really has neat. no one? Why has so no good. one decided to uh, make um, Demarcana? Yeah, that's what it should have been. Demarcana loves it. Demarcana. Well, I mean, come on, it's in honor of Goldemar. Yeah, yeah, sixty ounces. So S sixty ounces. Wow. So that that is not much. 32 ounces is like a uh, large at a soda shop. or well, uh, Your large. Everything. Your large. <laughs> is yeah, that's it. America. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get fat getting diabetes. Dang, yeah. <laughs> diabetes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How many is it ounces it's given you? Yeah, yeah. yeah what was that? Yeah. Liters or something. What was that? 60 ounces? Yeah. Right. Uh, computer. Google. Uh, <laughs> ounces to... Hmm. Uh, I'm doing the, I have a chart because I have to work with uh, OZ. I love that we're just on Google loads of seven. How much ounces is two liters? Right, okay. 67 and two. Oh, wow. So it's two liters. 
Two litres, roughly. 1.7 litres. Yeah, 1.7. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, that is... Get, I mean, get that down, your son. That's all I'm going to say for that. Uh, <laughs> is that a lot, Goodwill? I'm trying to think. 1.7 litres. I mean, yeah. Right. So, so for the British it audience, is, it's basically sixty dollars a bottle. For, if I'm just for for a British that. audience, it's a very large bottle of Seven Up Sprite Iron Brew Cola from Asda and Tesco. Yeah, because right. the bottle's quite long. Like if I hold it up, there's a base that's pretty thick. That is a nice design, though. It's a very. They did a great job. They um, literally just make it look like it's from the episode, and that's yeah, it's a total it. replica. It's amazing. When I, I am, I, when I am over I there, just for some noise. I'm going to demand someone has a Sluggo Cola. Yes! Oh, wow, yeah. Sluggo Cola. Um, so I drink I drink up to the TM. So, <laughs> and then that's, that's that much. I um, drink up to that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 10D starts discussing, uh, starts telling uh, the, the moss about um, the events of the first day after the first day on Osiritos when they got trapped in the turbo lift. After a good old night of boozing down at the local bar, uh, they all get trapped in the turbo lift, um, which like, is still. I love the Boimler when they're getting in the turbo lift. Like, Tendy's just like, should we really be like getting drunk when there's like, you know, a massive thing happening? And he's like, oh no, it's only, you know, we. We we won't get another major disaster until like five fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the idea. But no, no, we've got time until the next horrible. Oh, thing and then they get stuck, and Bomber is just like, "Oh, they'll have it fixed in no time." Two hours later. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the far the the one thing I didn't like when they were like putting the they were playing uh it's it, it was their version of horse where it was just tag. And mm -hmm. they were throwing the socks into the ring, and Mariners lands on Boimler's nose, and he just hear, and I'm just like, oh, oh, and then he sniffs. Oh. yeah, definitely didn't like the mucus that. But this was, but oh, no, but this was a, I think. Out of all of them, this was a rather touching scene because it's Tendi who was apprehensive about being the only Orion on the Cerritos, uh, feeling like that she's immediately accepted and she has made friends for life. And she, the last thing she says before Shax appears is, "I'm glad I'm friends with you guys." And I'm like, "Oh, absolutely, dude! <laughs> yeah, I'm here to rescue you!" Yeah, <laughs> and then Jack just opens the door and screams at them. But I I like that this was a this was again turning it on it turning something on its head like the conspiracy theorist earlier yeah. where it's the fact of it does the whole like uh, you know oh this is going to be great we can totally survive in a lift and then does like two hours later and they're having fun playing games three hours later they're having fun playing games four hours later they're like chilled out they're not at each other's wild. necks which is brilliant. yeah and you're right. like this is the total opposite of every other lift like scenario or episode that isn't Picard with those annoying kids. kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, there was... oh, that one there, where it's like, why didn't he just put them under the lift, or just be like, yeah, climb on the top now? Now, fuck off. There was more members of <laughs> there was more members of the nerdy up north team, Joe. Don't worry about it. We just ate them. So um... <laughs> mm, we got stuck in the turbo lift, and the rest of them were gone. Mm, delicious. Mm. Uh, so the cave is is very touched by Tendi's story, um, and the cave basically uh, says, "I've I've never had friends." Would you consider mm. me a friend? And Tendy's like, dude, we came down here to study you. And so go on, Joe. No, no, go ahead. No, no. So um, 
<laughs> so he, he agrees to let them go and study him or them or her or whatever. Then we should we should study them, study boss, them. Um, them only if uh, they continue to tell stories and they're just like, dude, we've got so many. Like that one time we were trapped in a cave and we met ourselves, but it wasn't really ourselves and it was the aliens. And then it's all, re- all revealed at the end that it was the Bendorians again doing yet yes. another morality test. And they're just like, yeah. shall we tell them that we can, shall we just like reduce the, like remove the dampening signal? No, let them enjoy this a few minutes more. And I'm like, oh, and you <laughs> I, I love that this episode just created a new race, like the Vendorians, and then just made them into the, like, it kind of fleshed them out, like, quite a bit, but, like, you know, where they just randomly appear and give people morality tests. Now, but it makes me wonder if all cave issues and episodes are all related to the Vendorians. Because <laughs> you have the, the cave where, where Kira Norris gets stuck. You have the worst Star Trek movie where they get stuck in a cave for a bit with mm. Picard. It was romance. Romance in the cave. Uh, insurrection. How dare you? <laughs> That's my least favorite one. How I love dare I'll you? Fight, I'll die on the hill for Nemesis over that one, for sure. In a world of final frontier and into darkness, you dare shit on the mighty insurrection. <laughs> it's insurrection. Star Trek bigger. They action. stretch someone's face just for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was a difficult one, though. Like, it, ins- insurrection's not good. It's not. <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's not oh, the worst, but it's wait. not good. Oh, it's the worst. Are you telling me you did not enjoy the fact that a shaved Riker controlled a massive Sovereign-class ship with a Logitech flight simulator joystick from 1998? Yeah, that was weird. It reminded me of that ship that exploded uh, looking for the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, <Ooh. fucking> hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it was, but in space. But the guy had a beard, and that's why it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he bring up a bad memory, Captain? No, it's it's it. We, it's just it's it's like is it too? It's soon? a realization. No. You're yeah. the one too going to Portugal. To You're the one going back to Portugal, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet with your spade. So um, <laughs> we discussed this before. <laughs> Poor Joe, he Look doesn't what know I what found. I'm on. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> What what's this single? Don't you forget about me? Okay, um, <laughs> book, book deal. What's, what's it? Oh, um, yeah, right? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyway. Don't you forget, forget about, me. about me when you walk on by. How come milk? When so anyway, you call um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we discussed this at length before we went on air um, when we were having technical difficulties with the adequate mm. sim- systems. Um, I thought you said tentacle difficulties then. I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. We just wanted to test how you were, so no, it's, the, you passed. The, the Japanese one. <laughs> hey. Yes, yay. The, the, did you see... <laughs> Did you see the meme today on the Nerdy Up North uh, community? By the way, guys, if you're not a member of the Nerdy Up North community, please do, because you get to see white-hot memes that yes. people like Lee post, where it's, uh, it's a scene between uh, Jadzia, Odor, and Kira on the bridge, on the command centre. And the... <laughs> Odor says... Uh, Bashir... Uh, not Bashir. Jadzia says something. And Kira goes, oh, it's okay, uh, tentacle senpai master. Oh, yeah. And Odo goes, like, Kira, I told you not to tell me that in public. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. And you thought Phil the Spoon was bad. So... Yeah. <laughs> Stop ruining my things that I like. Don't ruin Deep Space Nine. Yeah, don't Look, make... look Garrick ruined Bashir. It's canon. 
Oh, man. Build a spoon, Doctor. <laughs> I love Garrick. See, that's why Deep Space Nine lasts so much, so well. A friend of Garrick uh, and everyone's mind. All Trekkers, I believe, I'm telling look you. back and say, you know what? Deep Space Nine was incredible. Yeah, the one of the best ensemble I'm, t- I'm telling you now. Yeah. I'm going to put a bet. If I ever see... If I ever see Andrew Robertson, I am going to get him saying on video, fill the spoon, Doctor. No, uh... don't you <laughs> He'd be so down for it as well. No, he would. He's if, I explain, yeah. if I explain yeah. it, he's like, what do you mean? And I explain it, he'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, press yeah, the card, press the card, let's do it. Yeah. He's um, so, like, when I met him in Vegas, he was so cool, like... You know, they always say, don't meet your heroes. That's a lie. Like, you meet Andrew Robinson. He's worth it. And we were talking about everything. And he was like, I'm not really supposed to say this, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you like Iggy's and you'll understand. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I do understand. I've always <laughs> um, I've always maintained that when I meet um, Connor, I'm going to say I have got frosted tips because of you. Just, just see how awkward it makes him, poor little soul. Um, so yeah, we we were discussing before we went on air about how this was. I sort of saw this as a bottle episode for Star Trek Lower Decks. It wasn't as bad as a few badges more, but it was a bottle episode akin to Shuttlepod One from season one of Star Trek Enterprise. Mm. I don't know what your what what are your guys' uh, thoughts on this episode? I've got to go to Joe. First. Well, I know. Yeah, 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 it should be Joe because like Joe was the one who was saying he didn't particularly like it. So I wasn't a fan. Interested in. Mm-mm. Yeah, Jason brought it up best yesterday, where he was like, "This is the Clerks cartoon show episode two, where they're doing." I, I love yeah. that. Yeah, where episode doing two flashback. was a flashback of yeah. episode flashback, one. And it's the second episode. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> "What? You doing a flashback already?" You Dude, know? that was only last week. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so to me, it was like one of those. Like, do we need flashbacks? Like, I really, I'm so invested into this mysterious ship. That's just coming through space and but destroying. They didn't mention it, and they didn't yeah. even like, like have anything going on with it, and that was a big poo-poo for me, where it was like, all right, I have invested so much. We have a poll right now on the captain's quadrant, which is captain's core uh, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, where we're figuring out what is the species in behind that ship, and is it a team up between two alien races to kind of just you know, do well and take over. And Jason is in the mindset of it's the Packlets. And I'm like, oh God. We've no. said this. Yeah. If they do uh, that, it's going to be the biggest fucking sigh ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm of the mind of it's the Breen because of some of the, the designs Ooh. of the, uh, like the kind of the way the ship is face forward. It kind of has those, like squarish rectangular green, green, Breen. It would work amazingly if it was the Breen, because this whole season has been like, hey, let's fill out races that haven't really got their time in the sun yet. And the Breen, wow, they need more time in Trek. Like, you know, yeah. and they're a race where I don't think removing a bit of the mystery will damage them. No, not at all. We've okay. seen them once in Lower Decks, but that was it. Okay. First of all, two, two things. Mark Anthony asks, how's the canar going down? Mm. Oh, it goes smooth, smooth, smooth. no heartburn. Smooth, it's delicious. Like Jamar during a meltdown in season seven. Yeah, does it go I... down easier than me? <laughs> it's quite lovely. Like I said, it has a fragrant taste, uh, bottled uh, in Lodi. Uh, it's heirlooms and uh, 
Kanar has formed a crucial part of the regeneration and union of reaffirmation of values and mutual aid that underpinned the contemporary Cardassian culture. Remembering the past and looking forward to the future, we continue to raise a glass of Kanar for Cardassia. So there's like even like a whole little story that's written on here. It's fantastic. And I, I, I love the taste. It's like one of those wines that you enjoy. So this is going to be probably a monthly thing because I know now that it's open, uh, Teddy's handler is going to come home and be like, oh, you opened it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I li- We're going to have to have you as a canal mule, I'm afraid, Joe. Gonna, <laughs> I, I need you guys want to meet that. me in Portugal for some of this canar? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, go on. Give me the canar. A secret rendezvous in that Portugal is not like... something that the police want to hear right now. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, 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 I have raw martini. No, I did what not. I did not gulp raw martini. Um, <laughs> at the at the thought of cyanide going down. I shouldn't down even tell you this, but swallow Google. <laughs> So on Captain Codron's, uh on X Twitter Elon Spaff page, the yeah. um, the poll is um, who uh, do you think is is the big bad? Who do you think is behind the mystery ship? We have the Breen, mm-hmm. the Pack Legs, Pack Legs, mm-hmm. Pack Leds, Pack Legs, the Pack Legs, the non-union Mexican equivalent, um, <laughs> the Ferengi, or the Whale. Probe. Yes. I like any this other answer. show. I would be like, what a stupid idea. That would tie into season X. four. Yeah. And the yeah. poster. I'm... Wow. They really want the whale probe. Holy shit. Really? That's winning? Yeah. You look at balls. <laughs> We're talking when we put fucking Keiko O'Brien on our balls. Yeah, I'm kind of dis- <laughs> I am kind of disappointed that it's not Keiko O'Brien on there. And trust me, there will Give be. Give me. Yeah. Um, the next poll will just be Keiko, Keiko, Keiko. What could it possibly be? And it's the same option. But, like, but to throw people time. off, the, the fourth one will be Miles O'Brien. And then in brackets, <laughs> Keiko in Miles's face. No, oh, like, no it would be Miles O'Brien's wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'll be the option. <laughs> Rosalind Chow. Like, Wait, yeah, Rosalind Chow. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, what's the what's the number on that? That's from sixty-six percent. Wow, 66%. that's incredible. So the whale probe, because that would make sense because you have the whale probe in the intro. You do, and you it's have, season four, and the poster it's season four, is, and is beautiful. It's season four. Yeah, it's one of the best looking ones that they've done so far. So, so, Sonoys, what is your opinion on on this week's episode? I'm, I'm gonna say I like this episode. Like what what I was saying is it's not it's not a standout one. It's not an amazing one, but it's not a bad one. It's like this is the this is the if all of Lower Decks was like this, it would still be a good show. It's just we've kind of been spoiled this season. But the fact that we've managed to talk about it and laugh about it and enjoy it so much is testament to the fact that it's got great ideas and it's got great fun stuff in. It's what I love about uh, this Lower Decks is the world building. Like, I think the world building is like, you know, my favorite thing. And what do we get in this? We get loads of random new races. We get like, you know, like, like, yeah, we get the, what are they called? The Vendorians. Vendorians. We get the Ven- what? Ben Dorians. Is it Ben? I thought it was with a V. It's like Ben Dorian. It's like Ben Dover, but with a Dorian instead of a Dover. Oh, I thought it was Ben Dorians. I wasn't sure. I hadn't got the. They'll be in next week's episode. Don't worry about it. But yeah, Yeah, these are the Ben Dorians, and then the Andorians, then the Zendorians. What? 
<laughs> but we got like these great new like great new races great bits of lore we got some nice air uh, goodness and we got like we got more about we got character development because even though it doesn't feel like it we still kind of got to see how the relationship between the four of them has got a bit strained because they're all going on different in different yeah, ways they've been promoted also, and, yeah yeah that's it so they're all sort of spreading out and stuff now but it's also the idea of like I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, oh, the, pow yeah, the power uh, has just flickered. I know. <laughs> oh, that made me forget what to do. But yeah, it's. But yeah, it's it's the idea of the character development of how they sort of how their relationship has changed, but also quite wholesome. I think. Yeah. I, 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 I think like their relationships change with their promotions because they're not lower deckers technically anymore. Yeah. They're, we have where Brotherhood and Boimler like live together now, and right? Whatnot, and then the uh, thing, and it's great that we've kind of got like all of this character progression, which kind of feels like more than we got in Discovery with some characters. And it feels <laughs> a bit weird that we're like, hang on, we know Brotherhood and Tendi's relationship seems to have gotten more attention than uh, you know in a comedy show, effectively, than you know. It's, other it's stuff, it parallels. I, I, I really like this. It, it just it, it was an amazing episode, but I do like, and I didn't realize until we started talking about it, how much I like the idea that it's a clip show when the episodes didn't exist. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it also parallels real world relationships that we have with high school friends, college friends, university friends, where you're just like, we're going to be friends forever, and then you move on, and then you just yeah, you don't do it immediately. You very slowly lose contact. And, and Unless you're me, I'm I'm still doing a podcast on another channel with my buddy from college, 23 years in. Oh my god! Yeah, see, that's it. It's yeah. quite great though. When you <laughs> it was like, really? You talk to I, people? I, I speak. <laughs> I I speak to two people from my school. One of them, she has been a friend for 25 years, which is incredible. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> 25 years of 20 25 years of friend no no three people actually because i actually work with one as well and it's 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 oh. weird because you have all these friends at school and then you just slowly lose contact and it's it's sad in a way and this sort of parallels that hey we worked in this job but i've been promoted and you've been promoted and now we don't see each other as much and we see that at the beginning of the episode where they all freak out They're like oh we're all working together it's lower decks all over again and then the the fractures start to appear where they're just like well You've been on an adventure without me, and you've done yeah. this with Taana without us, and stuff like that. It does, it, it does happen, and you know, I I will get friends. I mean, I had a, I have a friend who was like, "You're going to America. You're doing the same trip that we did," and I'm like, "Yeah." It's not illegal for everybody to go to America. <laughs> That's it. I'm despite, going back, despite what you hear from Texas. We yeah. do let people. <laughs> but it's it it. Well, we give it's... them a five second head start before we shoot him. So. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's all right. He doesn't watch my shit anyway. So it's uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. It's uh, but it, it it does parallel that. But it's it's heartwarming to say yes. People drift apart, but they can find a way back. Yeah, I mean, I have one friend that I've known since uh, elementary school. Hmm. Kindergarten, actually. Hmm. I don't know what you call it. In, in uh, uh, well, I mean, we we call it. <laughs> we call where it you go because you have first, you have first, you have nursery, you have first school, you have middle school, or you just have school and then primary yeah. school and yeah, there's loads of different names. Yeah, you can be an academy if it fails badly. 
Oh, wow. Well, I have a buddy that I've known since. Thanks, Tories. <laughs> I'm a buddy Let's I'm make known. schools for profit. Special measures well. means you're oh, doing well. Needing money, are they? Yeah, yeah. We do that too. <laughs> anyway, Joe, go on. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had a buddy Mark from oh my god, 1986. Wow. So none of you were alive back then. No, I wasn't even willed into existence back then. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so, yeah, and it's, he moved on, and he's no longer in the same state. But we'll text each other around each other's birthdays. Hey, happy birthday! Hey, happy birthday! He has yeah. a yearly barbecue. I'll I'll venture out there about three hours or so. And it's like we never skipped a beat. So you have those friends too. That's like you 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 part from them. Yeah. And then you come back together, and it's like nothing has nothing has changed. I and you guys are yeah. I I have a friend like that, and I'm, I'm gonna have to give her a, a, a shout out. Um, Amber, who I worked with, and and this is how stupid it is. Like we only worked together for two years, but it's it's one of those friendships where you just immediately click, and mm. you can not talk to them for years. And then immediately go back into the same routine, and it's wonderful. And she yeah. does, she does watch everything that we do. She watches everything oh. I do. She's really supportive. She's just very quiet oh, in the God. chat. I know you're there, but hello, I'm <laughs> if a you're there, Amber. I just want to let you know, in America, that's the fifth uh, most popular stripper name. Thanks. Wow, <laughs> is it? So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome on the stage, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know this? Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> How much money have you I lost to Sopranos over but the years? But, but you do get, like um, like I said, I mean, I, I knew Alison for 25 years. My friend Andrew, who I, I was just talking to today, strangely. Uh, I knew him since 1996. So coming up 28 years. And we can go... Oh, yeah. We yeah. can go years. And I'm talking long periods of time. And then we just fall into that same routine. Like we were talking about Metal Gear Solid today. Oh. And he's like, dude, he's like, I remember like 1999, we were sat around your house. We were having like lemonade and ham sandwiches <laughs> and we were just beating the shit out of Metal Gear Solid. And I'm like, it's it's weird that the tiny little things that you remember from decades ago and you're just like, that's what friendships are built on. It's having that fun and this episode is sort of like you've been through, as Kirk said in uh, A Wrath of Khan, we've been through death and life together. Yeah. And we are still there for each other no matter what and no matter how you know far apart we are. And this is, it's sort of the inevitability as well of Star Trek Lower Decks. They were all ensigns. They are Lieutenant JGs. But let's not forget in Starfleet, you don't all stay in the same place. If Boimler right. wants to become a captain, he will be the captain of his own ship. If Mariner wants to go do what she does, she'll be somewhere else. If Tendi mm. and Rutherford get together or go their separate ways, they will all be on different ships. It's sort of cementing the fact that if you can get over this, you will get over everything that comes in the future when you are apart, and you will still be friends when you are apart. Right. Yeah, so this is still an agony booth for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was so heartwarming. Let me go. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I think it's true, though. It's like when the whole... The, the fact is, this is the stop and check of the season. Yeah. This is the yeah. whole, like, hey, we've had all this, we've had all these crazy things going on, we've got this ongoing plot, but then... 
how are our main four doing? That's kind of how this episode It's not feels. a filler episode. It is a bottle episode, but it's definitely not a filler episode because it's like there is progression, but it's it's progression between the interpersonal relationships of the of the main four. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, Fleet Admiral Sherwood, Mark Sherwood, mm-hmm. my my good old friend from Twitter or X or whatever Elon, Elon wants to call it. Uh, yes, I know. Do Sherwood. you think? Do you think? Uh, do you guys think uh, that the end will be when they all become captains? If no. we if we continue supporting Lower Decks, because Mike McCannon has indicated, especially after the the debacle of Lower Decks that we have faced, that you we, mean Prodigy. Pro- sorry, Prodigy. Um, that we need okay, to support. That martini has really gone to me. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah. Uh, we need after the bar- after the debacle of uh, Prodigy, where it was cancelled and then thankfully picked mm. up by Netflix. That thank you Netflix. We need to support these shows on their streaming platforms straight away and get our friends to watch straight away and rewatch and watch because the 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 streaming structure as we have as it's been explained by netflix uh, is if a new episode doesn't perform well or a season mm. doesn't perform well it's dropped it could have had yeah. the loads of viewers over the space of a month it could have had like mm. millions and millions but if it doesn't perform within that specific time frame it's dropped you only have to look at the the cancel shows on netflix like 1899 which was highly mm. critically uh, rated uh, played, was yeah loads of people loved it but because they soft released it didn't make a song and dance and no one picked it up within mm. the first month dropped yeah prodigy after squid game it's been hard time yeah. for a lot yeah ex- exactly um after prodigy was highly reviewed but barely promoted by paramount plus they dropped it and then it's sort of like they've seen the massive mm. fan outpouring and they've found it out netflix have gone well we'll give it a try but again when it goes to netflix you watch it day one you watch it day two you put it on repeat you need to do until they change the way they they monitor their their ratings and i mean it's too easy for stuff to get buried on netflix yeah like like i i'm a busy person and the fact is i'm just like oh i'll get around to that eventually and then by you know and i haven't even got around to it and it's got told that it's been cancelled and i'm like Okay, well, that's a bit of a quick decision there, you know. But then you look at, but then you look at, if you look at people like me and yourself, Sonoys, where it's like, I've got a backlog of shows, I really want to watch it, but then it's the anxiety of if I don't watch it, will my view count and will it be cancelled? Because not a lot of people like myself have watched it because we are far too busy living a life. It's not a problem with us, it's a problem with, like you say, the way that they determine whether something's a success or not. Because the fact is, if they don't promote it or they allow it to get buried on their platform and then they go, oh, well, we're only going to measure the amount of views it's got as a metric, then, yeah, that's a stupid way of doing it. Well, don't forget that the reason why Discovery was cancelled wasn't because of the the divisions of the fandom nor the ratings it was discovered uh, it was canceled because it was so expensive mm-hmm. the most i think it was like a million dollars an episode to produce that even mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah because yeah. like, so yeah. like strange the, new world the is all the stuff i complain me. about uh, all the stuff that i complain about with it is probably the stuff that costs loads of money as well so right. i'm just like could you just make the show i want and save loads of money that would be great yeah. you know well that's why they said hey check a look at strange new world we're gonna make the show you want but save you a lot of, a lot of money it's well, like, the, the musical episode like I, obviously we haven't spoken to you about the musical episode but it was the idea of 
thing I loved about it is that there wasn't a big song and dance. There's literally one number where there's like dance routines and stuff, and everything else is literally just people standing in rooms singing. Like, yeah, there's not really that much going on. And again, right. it's cheaply done, but it's like this. They've grounded it. I love the fact right. that they did Star Trek did a very grounded musical, and I'm like, that's yeah. great. That cost a lot less than. You know, a big hurrah who, kind of thing. But who could forget good. that K-pop Klingon band? I mean, come on. <laughs> the the problem those gold outfits. <laughs> the the problem they had is they it was the most expensive Star Trek show to make, right? That that's it's been well established since twenty seventeen that it was yeah. there was a lot of money. However, mm. the heritage and the main appeal of Star Trek was they could tell these fantastic stories, build these wonderful worlds, develop these characters that we love and still love to this day. In a fucking cave. With a shoestring <laughs> with a shoestring budget. Right. And mm. Doug Drexler said it um, ages, ages ago. Because someone was talking about him about Discovery and he's just like, if we had that budget uh, that Discovery has back when we were making DS9, Voyager... We wouldn't have made as good as as good as episodes as what we made because yeah. it's sort of we can it with with physical sets as opposed to CGI the world feels lived in it feels worn it feels warm and it feels natural with yeah. Discovery it's just like we've got these finicky suits that do an Iron Man thing and we've got this and we've got this and it's like it looks nice and it's very of the time of 2010s 2020 sci-fi shows but it doesn't feel like how Star Trek feels and and I think with Picard and Strange New Worlds more Picard because they brought in the old guard who knew what yeah. people wanted it's sort of like you don't need that you don't need massive AR walls. You don't need loads of CGI. We can develop these props at half the cost. We can make it look real. We can weather stuff. We can, yes, you need a view screen, but we, we can do it in a way that makes it authentic. And I, and I think it lost its way. Disregard everything we've mentioned about Discovery. I think having that money made it worse because it made yeah. it look nice. As, as weird as it is, just yeah. think about like just think about Red Dwarf. That's How exactly what I was about Dwarf to say. Yeah. As soon as they got a budget, and you're just like, oh, you've totally missed what was enjoyable about this. The, like, the, like, the idea that the promenade is a physical set in DS9, yeah. and you can see people moving around. You can see that 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 is just a bit of glass with some things painted on, and they're just going, oh, that's a you know that's a computer, and you're like, it's not, it's just a bit of glass, but still. But it's the fact of discoveries like going, look at all of these moving parts and look how fancy this is. And you're like, yeah, but what are the characters saying? What what are the characters feeling? What are they doing? Fleet. And um, instead it's like, let's have another fight scene. You know? It's, Fleet Admiral Sherbert. Uh, Fleet Admiral Sherbert. Sorry, just, just before, because I need to get this comment in from, bless him. Yeah. Uh, I really, truly don't get the hate for Disco. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I did what too. Do you, what do you all think about the potential for Star Trek Legacy and what I really wanted to give me more galaxy class ships and Earth space? We... We want it. I have. I mean, you know. I mean, what's the new hashtag? Every time you tweet, every time you put a YouTube video up, the hashtag is Star Trek Legacy. I I know things, but I can't say. (laughs) I can't say. We're Um, very excited for Legacy. With 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 Disco, it's not that we. It's not that we hate it, and if you, if if you've been listening to our earlier segment, it's not that we hate it. It's that 
there are fundamental flaws in writing, direction, CGI, money that sort of it took it away from fans and it alienated fans and it made it not feel like Star Trek. All it's... Trek is good Trek. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And we are not the gatekeepers where they're like, oh, we oh, can't man. we can't do this because it's not this. Shut up, right? Everyone's yeah. inter- Everyone's allowed an interpretation of Star Trek. Let's be honest with it. This, the thing it, is... it just wasn't... It, it was very... For me, it was very poorly written. And I won't go any further than that because Sonoise is watching through, but there are the the only times in Star Trek that I have gone for fuck's sake is during Discovery. And that I am I, not shitting on anyone. Except for, the, in it. I, I think except the for that though, second though, season with control. Oof. That was oof. amazing. Yes, yes, yes. But it, but it's the idea of it's like there's nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just that it's not what we're expecting, it's not yes. what we sort of enjoy about something. And to me, this might be the most British thing in the world, but it's it's like when you're a kid and you got this sort of cereal multi-packs where it had like eight eight little mini boxes of cereal and there was always one or two that you didn't like mm. and you're like oh so i bought this and then what am i going to do with these you know like oh fuck you know and so having the star trek universe where you're like oh great oh but i don't really like this one i can't really watch that and it's and the problem is because all trek has been like my thing before then i can enjoy all of it and so it feels weird having a bit of the franchise where I'm like, oh, let's not put that on. You know, like, and yeah. it feels a bit I weird think, when you're so used to just loving the whole thing. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with mystery box versus episodic. Yeah. Because the whole thing is based in a story. This story is going to be an yeah. art whole thing. It's like one big long movie. Hmm. And I don't yeah. think like fans DS9 are expecting... Well, DS9 had long arcs, but then it was basically right, still, still had... episodes. But right. There was like stuff where every like like with like with Lower Decks, where we've got this alien ship that's going around stealing ships, but and that's kind of in every episode, so we know that there's an arc. But the episode's all about different things. Discovery was like, here's one long continuous plot for ten episodes, and if right. you don't like it, there's nine more to go. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, oh. exactly. And that's I think that's that's probably the biggest disconnect for Discovery because I thought. Michael Burnham was. I like Michael Burnham personally. I was upset that I didn't get to. I love Sonequa Martin Green. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet her at STL. The line was too long. I waited on Ethan Peck line, and once I met Ethan, I went to go to hers, and she had gone okay, bye bye. You know, so I didn't get to. I didn't get the chance to meet that, and I probably would have been a a bumbling idiot if I would have gone (laughs) because I loved her on Walking Dead, and I'd be like, yeah, I am the Joe, you know. So I've already done that with Brent Spiner. I don't want to do that again because they're gonna go, you know, that guy. He can't. Poor guy, <laughs> you know. But uh, I I enjoyed her. I enjoyed I enjoy, actually enjoyed quite a bit of the cast. I love the doctor. I love the and the two engineers. I think they're fantastic. Anthony Rapp, Doug Jones. Um, yeah, it, it's a great cast. It's great it's, characters. It's, it's a fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get used to Anthony Rapp. I'm not. I'm not actually. That Wilson Cruz. I think he's my he's my least favorite Wilson character. Cruz. But it's the fact of. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the the writing or something. But he's the one where I'm a bit like, okay, struggling with this. But despite being a gay character, I'm still a bit like, oh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, it feels weird. But Doug Jones, man, oh, Doug Jones. Oh, he's so good. good. And the way he walks and that's and with those like high heels, ah, brilliant, brilliant. And and I I really think it's the fans not really liking a big mystery box, a thing because it it worked for. Um, Battlestar Galactica, but Battlestar Galactica has that whole setup because 
the silent you have one alien and one human race you know what i mean it's not like you have a bazillion aliens out there and you want to talk to all of them and touch them and see what they do what does this one do you know what i mean like you that's the disconnect for star trek to have this massive universe of four quadrants full of aliens we want to go and see and ex explore and see all these new lives and civilizations and when you're kind of in pigeonholed into like uh, one dedicated thing a season i think that's the disconnect with discovery and i think that's the the, the issue with the fans me i love it i'm like give me some track you know yeah delicious track, <laughs> nom 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 yeah i, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I just want to uh, to answer fleet admiral sherwood's earlier question like uh, about do you think the end will be when they become captains we're definitely going to get an episode that's like a time travel episode or something where it's like you know, every show has had one where it basically goes, hey, I wonder what it'll be like, like 20 years in the future. And that's where we'll see them all as captains, like how we had in TNG, where, you know, like in the final oh, episode. Oh, yeah, with Dana with the white side. Yeah, yeah, like I'm sure we're going to get like an episode like that at some point, but I don't know if it's going to last long enough. Mike, Mike McCannon is a smart man. He's a very mm -hmm. smart man and a passionate Trekkie. He has saw what's happened to Prodigy, and he is saying, if you want Lower Decks to continue, you need to watch Lower Decks. You need to get other people mm. to watch Lower Decks. You need to basically, as we all know with YouTube, if you want to do anything on YouTube, you need those hours. You need to get people watching. You need to get people's yeah. attention, view times, durations, and everything like that. McCannon has definitely got a get-out clause when it comes to Lower Decks because he will see the writing on the wall and go... If this does not get picked up, I want to wrap this up in a neat bow. Mm -hmm. But I also want to leave room for it to continue because, like with Shax, everyone loves Shax. Shax came back. Ah, the Black Mountain. No one really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think he's clever enough to have something to wrap it up in a neat bow to, for fans to go that's complete, I'm happy, but then also leave it open for potential. Like Season 3 of Picard, where we've got the Enterprise G, we've got Jack Crusher, oh, the adventure is just beginning. Yeah, but yeah. If that's, where you, if, that's, if that's where you want to get off on the bus, that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, I but think they the did, there. I, Yeah, I think they did announce Season 5 at Comic-Con. Oh, it's already that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's already yeah. been... I mean... After so discovery, we're good for, for certain, we're good for season five. Yeah. After discovery, we are going to have a long wait for any new Star Trek. Mm. So I think they're gonna yeah. they they are gonna give between lower decks and uh, discovery. You're gonna have Prodigy season two on Netflix. I think they're gonna air that after discovery because Paramount's gonna oh, have yeah. to take stock and go. Everything stopped in May. We have got nothing to go, so we're going to have to say release Discovery in February. Let that go for 13 weeks, right? So that's... Yeah, we're actually May, getting longer season. 15, 15. May. So that goes to May. Well, so that goes to May, February to May. Either way, we'll, yeah. We'll then do 10 episodes of Prodigy, season two. So then mm -hmm. that that's more or less half a year, nearly a year taken up. Well, yeah, half a year right. taken half up. Half a year, yeah. That allows them time to get something else recorded but not it's very much unlike 90s tv 2000s tv where it's like oh well the reason why the actors on ds9 weren't watching ds9 was because they were they were recording episode 15 when episode 3 was out and this and it's, mm. i don't think paramount will do that i think they'll just uh, 
if I'm, if I'm honest, guys, any live action Trek after Discovery, 2025. Yeah. Wow. It's a shame. 2025. Well, yeah, because the, the actors season. are still on strike right now, too. Yeah, so even if they did everything was copacetic and things were green and green lit, they would still need time to then, okay, we got to finish the writing, yeah. which is what they're probably Write, doing now. Film, edit, yeah, uh, film, polish, edit, and all that know, other the, the Section 31 film will probably be late 2024. 2025. That's, that's if the strike ends, say, if the strike ends in December. I would say late 2024, but again, I would say 2025. Paramount's got a problem, but the whole, all the studios have got a problem. They know what they need to do. They are just delaying it for as long as possible. But like Michelle Hurd has said, they are shooting themselves in the feet. Yeah, they've got no product. They've got nothing. And and the the what is it? The, the stuff that like oh, so I married an axe murderer. That's not the show, but. Uh, the Bachelor, yeah, same thing. Oh, <laughs> Beth is, uh, but um, shows like that are are people are are, are going to stick around for that stuff too long. But the reality, I mean, I hate this, uh, and Sanai's will know this because I I have a passionate hatred for it. The problem with reality TV is that it is a dime a dozen. You can yeah. make it so dog cheap, and they can just flood the airways with it whilst all these actors are on strike. And it, the, the mm. problem with that is, oh. and this is what happened in the 0708 strike, this... It's ugh, garbage. It, it makes me sick, but it, 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 it brings about the rise of reality TV stars. Yeah, you, we're going to stop following point. stupid people. We elected yeah. one to president already. And we can't <laughs> keep doing these things. Beth has uh, asked a question there. Do you ever think that there will be a Star Trek series, Star Trek Shore series uh, with all captains, past, present, and future, like an animation where some of the original actors voice act, uh, voice their act, their characters? I, 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 don't I think know. if they could get, if they could convince Avery Brooks, that's going to be the. He's not doing. That's yeah, going to be the difficult point. And also Shatner. Like, it's the fact that Shatner probably won't do it because he's a dick. Avery Books probably won't do it because he'll be like, oh, I'm done with this character now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's not. He's done with acting. He's mad uh, that. When, and I, I can't blame him, but he's mad that uh, teachers and doctors, uh, not doctors, but teachers and firemen don't get paid the same amount as actors. Mm. Uh, and big actors, not just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not he's... like Joe Palma going, I realize I'm in Star Trek finally. <laughs> I. <You> know, like... <laughs> I think maybe down the line, and it, and it, it's it's sort of a cheap get out, Beth. Uh, if they do this, where they have the cross, we've had one crossover. Yeah. Um, but I think to have a captain's past, present, a few now. Fun fact, and I don't know if you guys did know this. This was on the cards after insurrection. Hmm. There was going to be a, I think it was post Nemesis. There was going to be a culmination movie where it was Janeway, Cisco, and Picard all coming together to fight a threat uh, within the TNG timeline. Well, that would have been cool. be amazing. It would yeah. have been amazing, um, but it, it just never. Hopefully out. not the board. No, no. The <laughs> the disastrous performance of Nemesis canned killed anything it. yeah killed mm. it absolutely killed it there was talks of a uh tng area uh, era and enterprise crossover in that movie as well mm. if anything the rise of the popularity of enterprise and ds9 particularly i think we're going to see and we are already seeing it more in those shows coming from those shows 
we did it in uh, Picard season three, and we saw a lot of it in Strange New Worlds. It wasn't directly mentioned for the most part, but we did see a lot of the NX. We did have mentions of Horshi, uh, Travis yeah. Mayweather. We in we Lord X, we've had the Malcolm. Malcolm Reed collection jigsaw, yeah. which Dominic Keaton absolutely <laughs> fell about buzzing over because it's Dominic. <laughs> Bless him. Did he, did he did he get really excited he about it? He loved it. He <laughs> absolutely he was like, Who's this handsome fellow? <laughs> I love, I love it. He's, he's such a lovey. I he's... love that man. I love yeah. that man. I, 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 <laughs> and I like how Connor was able to uh reprise his role as trip in short in tracks. Very short tracks. Yes. Yeah, very short tracks. But they could so, do a short tracks series anthology series of different captains. They can go yeah. Enterprise C. They can go Sulu um, on the Excelsior, which I think would be fantastic. You could definitely get the Enterprise B show Good. going because we never knew. Apparently, that served the longest in history. It, yes, that's that John ship. Harriman. That's why that yes. ship, yeah, John Harriman, yeah. Um, that's why the ship is still in use uh, when it comes to the Dominion War, which is like almost 100 years later. Mm. So there's a lot they can do with uh, different captains in different eras. Maybe not, and they could even have them come together. Because they could do a show like uh, a movie about trying to save uh, wherever it happened. I think it. I think it, it. It would feel too much like an Avengers cop out. So and, much. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree mean, with Star Joe. Star Wars actually. is doing so it, man. Much. Star Wars is doing it. Yeah. They're doing Ahsoka. They've got. Um, the, I think it's called the Skeleton Crew with your yes. you guys Jude Law. Yeah. Who was a lovely person. I met him by mistake one day, and I was like, <laughs> I like Jude Law. Oh, I am then. And I was like, oh my god. And then of course I lose. <laughs> But uh, you know, you you're building up the Star Wars universe. Um, you got Mando, you got Boba Fett, you got Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew. They're all in the same connected universe, and they're going to make a bigger end game with them. So I think it works as long as you don't oversaturate it too quickly. And it's done right. It's, and it's done right. I I think. And I mean, we we all want Star Trek Legacy. That's that's a shoe in. Um, yeah. I think. Now is the time. It's been 20 years. Now is the time for some Star Trek Enterprise love. Yeah. We need to go I mean, back. We need to go back to that era. Yeah. We do. They got shortchanged. That would be amazing. Yeah. We got short yeah, they, they need that redemption. They, they that. were a victim of circumstance, I think. Yeah. yeah. Berman's revenge. Yeah. They didn't even get a proper <laughs> goodbye. They, they should do a Star Trek Archer. That's what they should do. Oh, Star Trek President Archer. Yeah, or oh, yeah, Archer, whatever you want to do, but uh, definitely get although, them. Although, although for trolling purposes, <laughs> for, for trolling purposes, they should still end it with Riker coming off the holiday. <laughs> it's just I imagine <laughs> they do a program, full on like, just like sort of Star Trek Archer, <laughs> and then they still end it like that, and they're like, ah, oh, <laughs> you fanboys. <laughs> Ah, oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Cruel, but hilarious. They're all stories by Benny. That's what they yeah. are. There we go. I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Uh, Sonoyes, do you have anything to add on this week's episode? No, no, I think we've covered that. The only thing I want to mention is that I will be streaming on Twitch after this. I what? have been very, I have been very, very sporadic of late with it, but it's because I've been so busy. But I'm going to be streaming some silly... Halloween retro games. Yeah. Oh, totally good. I, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Although I did say I will be back on the 17th of August, I did get um, ill. So I will be back this Tuesday. I don't know what the date will be this Tuesday. 24th? 
of October or something like that. I yes. yeah, I will be continuing my journey through Uncharted. I will finish Uncharted two for my my lovelies because I know you've missed me. But I will be back with the unicorn headband, which is somewhere over there in the pit. Um, uh, amazing. This. Um, sorry? Oh yeah, I just want to say one last thing. Um, if you are in Newcastle on the twenty ninth of October. Uh, which is the Sunday, uh, come to the Bank Bar in the Gay District on whatever street it is, but it's basically the Bank Bar, uh, because uh, my good friend Candy Snatch might be performing a very silly number as part of their Shady Ball, which is a free drag event. Uh, and they have it every year. It's a very fun event. It's basically spooky. It's for charity. Yeah, come along and let's see if we can raise some uh, cash for a good cause. <laughs> This Aww. Sunday on the Nerdy Up North YouTube channel, uh, we will be reviewing Idle Hands. Oh, wow. That was a good Is one. Is it? Is it this Sunday? No, that's <laughs> Monday. Monday oh. will be Idle Hands. For some mm -hmm. reason, that came up as Sunday. There we go. What's on Sunday? I think our, our rather lovely uh, colleague, Lee, will be on reviewing. Um, they are reviewing a movie. They've if never done that before. If Lee's in the chat, <laughs> I know. Yeah. If Lee's in Lee, the chat, only not Lee. come on, quick. Yeah. <laughs> if Lee's in, the, um, but yes. So we we have monsters up north on uh, Monday, reviewing Idle Hands. I will be back on Twitch. We will be back obviously next week for episode nine of uh, Trekking Up North reviews Lower Deck season four. Uh, Tucker versus the Evil Dead. That's no, what Tucker and Dale versus oh, Evil Dale. is what they're talking about. Oh, that Sunday. was. A, so if you're a fan of that Ooh. film, or even if you're not, tune in on Sunday for that. And a teat. Captain Jordov, what is Indeed. next for the Captain's for, Quadrant? For us, the Captain's Quadrant will be diving into the last two episodes of Lower Decks. Uh, we will have special guests for both episodes. We're going to have Ooh. one of the Dora sisters from the Dora <gasps> Sisters podcast joining us. We're very excited to have them. Uh, her Human on. Human females That's be amazing. so repulsive. <laughs> Human females. Huh? Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to Go back to the movies uh, next month, and we are approaching our 100th episode. <gasps> so we uh -oh. are very excited. We have a lot of things planned. There'll be some giveaways. Uh, there'll be T-shirts. There'll be trinkets. Lots of fun things. And we're going to have trinkets. T-shirts yeah. and trinkets. That's an Etsy store right there. Yeah, right? T-shirts <laughs> and trinkets. Yeah, right on the Captain's Quadrant. And, of course, the lovely Jason Rogaston will be steering the ship, as always. And we have a very, very special surprise coming up in the future i'm going to keep everybody in suspense about it but oh. it's going to be a very special live episode and oh. to be continued oh you oh. heard it here first guys if you are not a member of nerdy up north what are you doing with your life we've got a lovely <laughs> facebook group click subscribe hit that notification bell caress the notification bell caress it and squeeze, squeeze the bell and smash that <laughs> like button because guys you do not realize how much the algorithm relies on the like button we need mm -hmm. all the likes that you can give so if you've not done it do it if you're watching this back hit that like button um we are all over the place all on the socials everyone who is mentioned down there including captain's quadrant give them a subscribe give them a follow watch their stuff because it is all 
fantastic top shelf trekkie goodness the person who does our theme tune why that's the 64.725 meter high viking god that is adam he recorded that and you will be hearing a lot more of his music going forward we've got jl Soyu who does a twitch as well he's down there lee lee's on our twitch click on the nerdy up north twitch basically anything you want to see us or speak to us or contact us or caress us on maybe not caress we are there in the description below you can find me on x slash twitter slash elon musk's spaff tank goodwill none you can find joe at captain's quadrant at uh i believe you've got another all the socials all the socials all the socials we're even on blue sky you're on blue sky wow Uh, Me alone, most like you. But but yes, that has been our review. We are all rather tipsy, except Sinoise, who's the most sober one out with us all, which is... (laughs) You'd never guess. You'd never guess. (laughs) (laughs) But until next week, my lovelies, take care of yourself and each other. Live long and prosper, and we will see you next week. Miles! Miles! Candle slag. (laughs) 